Welcome, everybody. It's Saturday Night Special. No, I'm just joking. Welcome, everybody. It's Saturday Night Special, the crazy show on the internet. The one that your parents don't let you watch because it's too crazy. We've got a panel of the best minds on the planet tonight. And we've got a very big guest, Tim Seeley, coming in in about an hour. So let's step back, strap in, enjoy your strawberry shortcake seltzer. And let's get the show going. You know, today technology just it's not working for me today. It's working for me. <laughs> every 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 weekend, Hartman gets pulled a little bit further into that. Into Soon that he's going to be part of the hive mind of of artificial oh, intelligence. No, uh, you are. You are. <laughs> the board king. I've got to reformat my windows tonight. I entered in the wrong product key. They switched it over to Enterprise. Now it's all messed up. Oh, no. <laughs> so I got to re-put in Windows and put in uh, the right. What do you get for buying it online? <laughs> That's what I get for, for spending that $4. Did you did you go on Reddit and find someone's product key and put it in? I, no, I went to eBay and said, buy product key here with an arrow pointing to a really shady fucking website. The email was from support at Gmail. So, thank you. We're going to call this a donation so eBay keeps the listing up. <laughs> right. Oh, man. So, how's everybody else doing tonight? Oh, man. I had a football game today. So, I coached my kids' football team. We had a kid on the very first play. He's running down the field with the ball. And the kids oh. we're playing are like, you know, a foot shorter than our kids. The, the 12 years old, our kids are so like they're just They're just holding them the with the, their head with their hand, and they're going like this. Well, well, so the guy who's running the ball, he's like my height. He's almost six feet tall. And he tripped over one of these little dudes, fell down, and broke his collarbone. Very first oh, oh, shit. Oh, damn. Slammed super hard. Oh, he was like. Poor kid. Like now he got. He was in shock, and he's like, what's going on? I don't know what I am. What's up, PK? What is like parents Okay, we need to hook up and get some drinks uh, his sometime. mom his mom was like, Oh, he'll be fine. He'll be fine just to walk it off. And I was like, He's a broken phone, man. Just, just oh, rub God. some dirt on it. It'll be all right. I think the small tablet. Like, It'll be okay. I think she was like, Oh, this is gonna be a deductible. This is gonna suck. Oh man, my insurance. Did Matt's, you need to watch, watch the little tykes? Do I watch the little tykes? It no, went, I don't watch that. No, I was in Texas. It was little Pop Warner football. They went all the way to the state. Mm. They're like six, seven-year-olds playing football, taking it super serious. No, it's Texas, right. you have to. They're like little yeah. giants. Oh, shit. Uh, no, man. I, it, I think it was little tykes. I, I don't remember. I think it was little tykes, but it was in Texas, and they take their football very seriously. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, it's religion down there, brother. Yeah. So, you guys ever seen the the, the movie Van Wilder? Yeah. With the Ryan Reynolds. You know, he has the, the VW hat with the big patch and the little patch on the back. He always mm -hmm. wears it the entire movie. Yeah. I, I get to make, and I, I didn't need, 
I didn't even realize till like two weeks ago that the reason he's got a VW has because it's Van Wilder. His initials. His initials. But I get to make mine. I get to make my Van Wilder hat. (laughs) (laughs) Then I got this one for free. Oh, shit. You couldn't find one that had a K and an S? No, I wanted one that says V and W. Mm, Okay, okay. You want to be Van Wilder? You don't want to be... Kyle Stinson. No, I want a one that says Volkswagen. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Von Stinson. Mr. Kyle, as I call him now. Because I'm the boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm booked in charge here. All right, speaking of being in charge, let's get ready with our first segment with uh, Mr. Sam himself. All Man, right. Let's do that new shit and get it going. Um, are you still doing the bumper for this? All right. We're we're just gonna let this segment kind of do a lot of duty here, Matt. We're trying to increase people's attention span get engagement and also slip in a little bit of comedy here and there so we are talking about headlines uh let's hit that first headline blankety blank reality show was reportedly an inhumane disaster so the blankety blank we got to fill in was it a amazon's knuckle dusters what the fuck is that b Discovery HBO's Fight Quest. The fuck is that? C, Netflix's Squid Game. Or D, NBC's To Catch a Predator. This is one of the best shows. Hmm. Which one of these was a reality show that was reportedly an inhumane disaster? Hmm. Mm, We got some. I see Renovision, Absolute Geek, (laughs) and Renovision have answered already. We got some. We got some answers in the chat already. Wow! Look okay, how TK look says how, Discovery HBO's Fight Quest. I'm gonna go A. So It is. Let's hit that next slide. So it wasn't Real World Season One. It's Netflix's Squid Game reality show. So based on the hit TV show. Netflix developed a Squid Game game show based on the the hit show. And at least 10 participants collapsed during the first day of filming, according to Rolling Stone. Medics were called to the set repeatedly, with one contestant even referring to the set as a war zone. People were (laughs) dropping like flies. Uh, Apparently, there is a huge prize up up for grabs. The winner takes home $4.56 million. You mean for guessing Um, the right answer on this? No, oh. <laughs> well, you you gonna put up that cheddar? <laughs> you got that cheddar? I was like, damn, it looks like. Uh... We'll just uh, send it to Marco. You can just write it off. <laughs> yeah, put it on Marco's tab. There, he'd love that. So, so yeah, I'm so like, if okay. You, if you're looking at, we'll just have uh, Lopez's droid printed up real quick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if you're looking at joining a reality show, game show, Squid Game's probably not that far off from the actual Squid Game TV show. 
or it's a bunch of Americans. Why, why is the P in print in, in brackets? Uh, okay, so when you have a quote, and the original quote was either was a different capitalization, so in the original quote it would have been a lowercase. So to put it, they put it in brackets because they're starting a sentence with it. That's all it is. Uh, I I thought the original quote was, "People were dropping like flies." Eeple. No, just, just because because in the original quote, they it was it was part of a longer sentence, so it's just started with the people. I liked it better. I've never seen that. Yeah, so that's a good question. <laughs> Thanks, Dicks. Thank I you, Sam. That. that was informative. All right, we got another one. There's still three more. Don't drop out yet. All right, blankety blank is getting turned into a franchise. Option A is it Rob Lowe's Adkins as fuck? <laughs> I'd watch the shit out of that show. Is right. it <laughs> is it Nick Offerman's gay redneck from Last of Us? I'd watch that. Is it Aziz Ansari's date or harassment? You decide. Or Chris Pratt's terminal list. I'm hoping it's C. C was a good. That was the HBO show. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. I got D. Lopez, you're saying Chris Pratt's terminal list. Any other guesses? Yes. I should say C. D as well. I'm going with E. Crisley knows best in prison. <laughs> Crisley. <laughs> My wife used to watch that show. I hate it. <laughs> All right. We got, we got some guesses hot. here. We got Pops and Comics is saying D. We got TK saying D. Chris Pratt's terminal list. All right, let's hit it. You're right. It is Chris Pratt's. The terminal list is getting turned into a franchise. Chris Applaud. Pratt announced on, on his social media, I'm excited to announce that the second season of the terminal list is on appearing. And I couldn't be more thrill, thrilled to reprise my role as James Reese. No, that's from season, a, Sorry. Go ahead. No, it's from a novel. Yeah. Came out this season fun. promises to be even more intense and action-packed than the first, and I can't wait for everyone to see it. Chris Pat, really? to, What's that? No, no. It's a novel. I, I believe it's a novel, right, Sam, you said? It is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a novel. Yeah, it's a wife, series of novels. Series there's of like novels. Three or four. Yeah. My wife read one of them or two of them. She didn't like the show at all. She dropped it third episode. Well, in addition to the second season, a new prequel series is also in the works that will focus on the character Ben Edwards, played by Taylor Kitsch, oh, uh, who was a big who was a big part of the original season or the first season. You guys looking Love forward Kitsch. to that? Want to see some more terminal? It sounds list? like Hartman is spanking the monkey right now. I don't hear anything. Is it. I'm I, <laughs> all I'm I hear is doing anything. a bunch of shuffling, and then him go. Jacked up, like, <laughs> like it's bad. Like if I move, it feels like I'm getting stabbed. I would, I would kill myself if I felt like this all the time. <laughs> At least wait till the anime segment if you're gonna get busy over there. No, like I seriously, if I move, it feels like I'm dying. Like, <laughs> man, that's that's rough. <laughs> Sad. Uploading your consciousness to the web is not what it used to be. What sucks is like it's your conscience is just a copy, so you've got to kill yourself, like literally, like you gotta like die or else there's another you going around. It's insane. Yeah, that was the lesson of the prestige. We're going. I've never seen. 
Sounds like you should be sitting in the emergency bay right next to the kid on Sam's football team. <laughs> no, it's just it's just uh, one of those things that's been bad ever since high school. Man, sorry to hear that. Right, stop boning those fat chicks in high school, then. Throw your back out. Bone. Big bone fat chicks. <laughs> All right, we got the next one. So, blankety blank finally admits that blank <laughs> could have survived. Is Cold it... Yeller. A, John Travolta finally admits that Disco could have survived. Is it B, James Cameron finally admits that Jack from Titanic could have survived? We all know that. Bitch, scoot over. (laughs) Is it the Pentagon finally admits that Elvis could have survived? Or is it a grumpy old man finally admits that old Yeller could have survived? I want to say it's John Travolta, but I mean, it's not Disco. And you know, see, Minute Black it. told us that that right. You know, Michael Jackson just went or Elvis just went home. Right, nobody get man. nobody get that Scientology joke. <clears throat> All right, we got some we got some answers rolling in. We got TK hitting us with the B. We got Pops and Comics saying B. What is James Cameron yeah. B? We got the we got the panel saying B. Let's check it out. B B B. You are right. Two for three, baby. Two for Fuck three. James yeah, I like, Cameron. James Cameron probably over. admits that Jack could have survived Titanic, but there's a lot of variables. So as part of their 25-year anniversary of, of Titanic, James Cameron did a study, and they they were able to find a position where both actors' upper bodies were above the waterline. Out of the water, the violent shaking of the stunt Doggy saw would have been a good position. He just really didn't really <laughs> want to survive. <laughs> okay. okay. Commitment. And projecting it out, he could have made it pretty long, like hours. <laughs> He's like, do I really want to be got the her employee manual for the rest there. of my life? Move over. I do, I do Matt. Move over, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet is a phenomenal actress. Astro. I love Kate. She started talking marriage, and he got off the little yeah, thing. Yeah, he's like, the, I'll just die. I'll I just die. Scoot the fuck over. They're bringing this movie back to theater so he can bring more records. What for a sequel? Yeah. No, just for, <laughs> no. Yeah, for Titanic. Titanic should have, would have, could have. Can't wait! Yeah, we can't wait for Jim Seeley to jump what? on. He'll be on about six p.m. Arizona time. Forty-five maybe, minutes. Maybe, maybe James Cameron can do his uh, uh, Titanic for Titanic two. Did you know that there's a theory out there that the Titanic actually never sank? Yeah, there yes. was another yeah. ship, the Olympia, the Olympia, wasn't it? Yeah, the, yeah. The or the Olympic, the Titanic. So James got catfished into researching the some other ship. Dude, we should do that episode for our story or for our thresholds, there, Kyle. That is a great uh, legend. James, James went there. They think it was a different ship. I went there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so the theory is is that there was another show called the Olympic or Olympia or whatever you want to call it that was actually damaged. So in order to get insurance, they sunk that ship and then they swapped the names on them. So Titanic is actually it would never actually sink. Hey, come yeah. here. Wipe off Olympia, write Titanic on that one. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pretty much. And hey. and here's, here's the, the clincher, Kyle. Here's the he clincher. Is. is the the guys who were funding the ship were scheduled to take that voyage, and they never did. They didn't even get on the ship. Right? Mm-hmm. They knew. They knew. They knew ahead of time. 
Hey, are you getting on? No. <laughs> they should have told the band. They had, they had to Rochambeau to see you had to get on the ship. Give my tickets to my in-laws. They'll, they'll have fun. <laughs> Here, my Astro, we do what we want. Go. <laughs> we do what we want. You don't tell yeah. us what to do. What's up, Bruce Affer? Bruce Affer and I are now Instagram buddies. He's a cool we, dude, man. He says he's a, a funny shit. an Instagram relationship. Exchanging reels all the time. That's cute. That's cute. You're uh, registered at Target. <laughs> That's right. All right, I got one more headline. Here we go. Blankety blank has arrived on Fortnite. The, Is it Amazon's The Boys? Is it Chuck Norris? Is it Junji Ito, or is it your mom? Ooh. What it's is your mom, B? dude? I definitely. Sure. I feel like it's hey. D. Your mom, but it's like a mail-in rebate kind of thing. You got to send a picture in. You got to send a picture of your mom. Sad. <laughs> oh man, let's see. We got we got any pops and comics is saying C Junji Ito. We got TK saying Chuck Norris. Oh, we got a we got a split. We got a split. I believe it's you guys, the panel saying D, your mom. <laughs> I think it's A. Pretty sure it's oh, your yeah. mom. Hero Gazza coming to Fortnite. Dude, that's going to be great. That'd be bad. So instead of doing that, they do the, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. That'd be a, a killer emote, right? Bruce first <laughs> says C, Junji Ito. Who is All right, C? let's hit it. Midnight. It is C, Junji Ito and his balloons. <laughs> so, Junji Ito's Maniac, in celebration of Junji Ito's Maniac on Netflix, uh, they have brought in a bunch of the creepiest aspects of Junji Ito's short stories and, and episodes of the Netflix series, including these hanging balloons, which try to kill everybody. <laughs> these are the balloons I've been talking about the last couple of weeks. So are the balloons going to look like your character and then if you pop it you die? Yeah, I don't know. That would be that would be consistent with the lore. Yeah. Be consistent with Speaking the of balloons. I learned that from you, Sam. <laughs> well, I'm glad it's sticking. I'm glad some's sticking. Anyway, that's it for the headlines. I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention. Tremendous. All right, time for a review. Time for comic review time. Yeah. It's time for the segment that we do better than the other channel show on this channel that ripped us off. We're going to start <laughs> with... Don't mind this. I fucked up my FI Windows stuff today. <laughs> um, we're going to start with Where Monsters Lie. I know uh, Darth read it. Did anybody else read this this week? No. no. Unbelievable. Guys, I'm going to have to start writing people up. Where's my handbook? So, hold on, hold on. Pardon who's me, got bro. the sniffles? Yeah. This is yeah. Sorry. Hartman, I think new COVID protocols. Hartman should be sent home. What's that? Clearly sick. Dude, I'm in a garage that's like 30 below. <laughs> I can see my breath. <laughs> okay. If you want to go inside and warm up, you can and come back out if you want. No, I'm I'm good. I'm. I'll try not to sniffle. Okay, we're going to start with Where Monsters Lie. I know uh, Lopez and I read this. 
I, I love the concept of this book. So, but the concept of this book is when these killers and everything aren't out doing it, they live in a, like a in a community. They live in their own little like gated community, and they have like an HOA, and they have to. They have someone who tells them what to do. There's somebody that sharpens their knives. There's somebody that gets them their, you know, their TNT. There's someone. So, so, so the it's like the Continental for psychos. Yeah. So what yeah. we have here is Zell, Puzzle Man, Frankie and Pearl, the Fuck Master, Richard, Pack Rat. The Fuck Master. <laughs> Pretty yeah. awesome, right? He's got a and, pedo bear on his head. Yeah, and St. Noir, Julian, and Daniel Dawson. That's pretty much what it, and this book kind of starts out as um, these kids got lured into, they snuck into this community and they got into this house. And uh, yeah, look at that. And they thought they were getting away. Man. And they really weren't. This is like, she's like the leader of the, of everybody. Her, right. And so she's, she's the HOA like, president. Yeah, she's the yep. HOA president. So she killed, <laughs> no, so she so has like to. She's, She's HR, she up, right? Yeah, she is. She is. She's HR. Yeah. So she ends up killing these kids because she's got to uh, cover it up now because they kind of got right. on the property. But what happens is, is one escapes, takes off. So they're, you know, uh, so this is like, see, so like CAC takes off. He's getting like reprimanded for yeah. having, for killing people. You know, they're not allowed to kill people within the premises. See how it's like their own little community. Yeah. They live in their own house. And this is them in the meeting. They're kind of getting reprimanded what happened. She's talking about it. She's giving somebody their next assignment. You know, <laughs> the, the clown, you know. Yeah. It it's all just and what happens is is and that's kind of what they do in this whole book, is they that's what they kind of talk about. He's getting reprimanded for killing kids. And they're kind of laying out where everybody lives. They're I like talking this about it. Conversation here. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, "What the fuck happened with Fuckmaster?" Right. And they thought they're they're ordering him all these tools so he can go on a killing spree, but he's actually just really got really into lawn care. <laughs> yeah. They're worried so about Fuckmaster's worried about him not killing anymore. Oh, what yeah. is his name? Fuckmaster. Fuckmaster. And he's got kids. He was taught. Yes, he he's Marjorie good at lawn care. No, okay. he's just like he's he got into it. He's into it right now, and they're thinking yeah. that he's losing his his touch because he, he's changing and he's uh you know more into lawn care now than he is to going out and killing people. And he's called hmm. Fuckmaster. Yeah. Yes. So does he do a lot of that, or does he just kill people? He's just uh, a murderer. Right. Hmm. Bob Ross. He's going to kill people if they don't it's shave the Bob bush. Ross. <laughs> there, hey, there's a theory that Bob Ross was actually a serial killer. No, yeah. He was just and a. What, and what he painted was all the burial sites. Yep. Oh, stop. Oh, stop <laughs> it. That's no, seriously. There, there's a painting he did of a, like, a tr tunnel of trees, and then they found like 16 bodies buried there. He was too busy cheating and on his wife. It looks exactly like his, his painting. Mm -hmm. I would love to get hammered all day. Paint my favorite crimson trees. 
Oh, it was just a happy little I killed somebody under this tree. It's a pretty little tree. Happy little tree. And then, like right here, Grandpa murders moving back sort of. in, and they're pissed because he's actually moving back in because he's he's moving in early before he was allowed to, and he uh, he was bitching because the place they gave him had fleas. Yeah, <laughs> pretty little fleas. And, and they're bitching because his, his son's gonna, or his bag. nephew's going to move in. Hey, double. And then, and then what ends up happening is that kid goes to the police, and this detective here is kind of in charge of finding these like serial killers. And he's like, "I, I could, I could take you there." And he's like, "Oh shit, you know." And he, he's like, "All right, all right." And then what ends up happening at the end is they're at the front gates of the uh, the HOA. Yes, of the community, <laughs> and that's where it kind of ends. What did you think of that, Lopez? I loved it, dude. I loved it. It was good. Good concept. Yeah. I haven't read anything like this before. It was awesome. Probably true. Yeah, it was. It, it was. It, it was. It really was. It was a fun read. So. And it, I read. It read fast. It, like, it did. I, I couldn't believe when, when I first read the first page. I was like, well, what the hell? And then, second page, and then, then like their whole conversation. The HR lady with Fuckmaster. He's talking about his family. Talking about his kids and stuff, and it's just it's just weird. It was good, and then the clown. Remember the clown got mad at the other guy for 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 whatever. I can't remember what the reasons were, but he didn't like sit next to him because he thought he was a weirdo. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, and they're like, they're like, right, you're, and the and the clown dude's like, I yeah, want to be something else. The, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. I want to be something else. They're like, you're a clown. Right. He's like, I want chainsaws and stuff. And they're like, no, you got to do yeah. like clown stuff. Nobody wants yeah. to be a clown. Is it um? It's it's one of five, right? It's not ongoing. Yeah, it's a mini series. Yeah, man, it's it's good, dude. It's good. It's like they make comics that you can see on TV now, or on a show. It's it's like every you know, I don't know. It's good, dude. I would I love seeing this on a. Who are the creators on this? It was Kyle something, I think. Stinson. Stinson. Yes, sir. Mr. Kyle. Mr. Kyle, guys. Well, the guy's pretty cool, though. Kyle Starks, he, Twark, Kowalski, he Vladimir starts, Popov, you know, and Joshua Reed. Just Peter Kowalski, Vladimir Popov, and Joshua Reed. That's Piotr? That's Peter I think people Peter know Peter. Starks because I was at my Peter. LCS and I kind of talked Peter. about it. And Peter. there were some guys there that, that knew Kyle Starks. It's Iron Man's cousin. <clears throat> yeah, I went to, when I was looking for a Supergirl books, I, I wanted to get cover B. And um, the guy had got the, and he got, and you know, I was like, hey, you guys got War Monsters Eye. And the guy's like, the Kyle Starks book. And I didn't know, right? I didn't know who that was. I was like, ah, I, I don't know the, know the writer, you know what I mean? But I was like, Monsters Eye. And he's oh, I got the last one. I was like, so I don't know. People are aware of Starks. I might have to look him up, see what else he's written. It's yeah. Pretty good. And Ish was telling us that at his comic shop at uh, Fantastic Worlds, it was like an instant sellout. Like, like people were calling for this book, and it like sold out instantly there. Which I mean, I'm sure they bought two copies, so probably. Yeah, I am. I oh, like he writes a, a lot of Rick and Morty stuff. He did volume five of Rick and Morty and volume eleven of Rick and, Rick and Morty. Mm. So, if you if you guys really worth the pickup to go, yeah. you know, check it out. It's. 
it was a pretty fun read. I, I enjoyed it. It's gonna be a nice, nice mini series to read. All right, dude. It was. I enjoyed it a lot, dude. Probably, I read a lot this week. Probably what my favorite book of the week, I guess, for this for this week. Yeah, it was. I, I kind of agree with that. Out of the books I read this week, that was probably the one that I enjoyed the most. Yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready for some Punisher talk? Sure. Um, it's the moment of truth. <laughs> the moment of truth, guys. Hope I don't fuck this up. Oh, I... PG-13, I cursed. I'll have to write myself up. Oh. You had to write yourself up. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's reading this in the chat or any of you guys. Um, I remember this book... I think it got a lot of flack because they were going to change his, the skull, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm a Punisher fan. I, he is technically my first favorite comic book guy, but Wolverine kind of took his place. I don't even know how that happened. Um, but this is fantastic, man. I was, um, you know, I went out of town. I worked at whatever. So I got behind on this book and I just kept putting them away in the box because I, so many X Men books and other books I read. So I had some time earlier this week and I read it. Um, from issue th- uh, four and on, dude, I could not stop. I read all the way to four to nine. So this book is written by Jason Aaron. It's basically adding layers to Frank Castle's origin in a way that's fucking fabulous, dude. And it kind of in lines with Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil run. Um, so this is uh, this is just um, your standard killing here. This I love a, the Aztec Aztec art. He's a cool guy. He's a cool artist. He was is, okay. So this is just, this is his family right here. Same thing, you know. Unfortunately, what happens to his family? Tragedy. So as you go on, um, that's his family. Same shit. So basically, what it what, what this book is about. So the arch priestess of the hand first appearance. Thank you, Matt. Was a uh, Daredevil Woman of Fear 3. So apparently she's been watching Frank Castle since he was a child. Right? Um, I guess she's trying to find her uh, King Slayer. High Slayer, as you will. So these are the... uh, These dudes are the... Give me a second here. The Apostles. Right? They're basically the soldiers of Ares. The God of War. They give a lot of golden showers. (laughs) <laughs> Golden shot, right? <laughs> this is your standard scene, you know. There, I think. What was that? Um, it was in. Uh, I don't know what you call this, but it was in um the the Spider Man movie with uh, Michael Keaton. Remember when we were picking up everything that was left? Oh, Spider Man, like um, they're not damage control. Um, right. Well, they, it's like you know how the, the Shatari dropped all their weapons and it had all that yeah. stored there. Yeah, that's basically what this is. Like, like they this got. Looks like they're in Amazon. Amazon, they got their <laughs> weapons of villains and whatever your case may be in there. So these guys are trying to rob it, and now they, you know, they're getting that communication shit. You know, you know who's here. He's going in there. Frank does this thing, and it's a brutal book, man. It's a real brutal book. You got beheadings. Frank's not fucking around, dude. He's on a mission. Um. Oh, look! He cuts his head off. <sighs> yeah. But he's like, oh, I've got another one. <laughs> it's awesome. So there he is. Look at him. With that weird skull on. 
Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people gave it shit. You know what I mean? Because of Marvel, Disney, whoever, they have the reasons why they wanted to change it or go, whatever, right? I'm not going to get into that. And so there's, you know, there was a lot of negative in the, in the comic book community about that. Understandable. Um, but they, it was smart the way they did it, how they changed it with this storyline. Really smart. So right here, he's trying to tell them who you work for. Dude's not saying shit. Okay, so those red bubbles, that's the um, arch priestess. She's narrating the story. She's basically talking about, like, Frank. Like, she's in love with Frank. You know what I mean? Like, she's been watching him as a kid. So, you know, she's talking. She's going on what she's going on about. So Frank, you know, stabs this dude, kills him. And there you go. It opens there. And then, you know, there's Frank Castle, the Punisher with the hand. With a bunch of fucking ninjas as backup. Pretty solid. Yes, it is. Well, and that's the whole reason they changed his logo, isn't it? Because he became, I mean, in the comics, in the real world, it's because of what the right. logo became used for and represents now. But right. they changed it because he's the leader of the hand. Correct. Now, it's it's funny how they did that because I remember, like, dude, there's the R Rosenberg run. R Rosenberg run. Um, even the fucking War of the Realms, that little Punisher kill crew, when he's rolling around with Juggernaut, bro, on flying ghosts, just whacking all the trolls. They, I, I believe the kit, there's a kit that hires them on that. Dude, the, you know, it's a solid run if you like the Punisher, right? So it's clever how they did that, Matt. They're like, okay, well, we, for whatever those reasons, let's change it up. And they went this route. So the, the so the high, the arch priestess delivers all these killers, pedophile, uh, rapists, all that, just killers, just bad dudes, bro. And he just beheading them one by one. And she's loving it all. She's like, like, it's like how we, you know, she's just loving it all, dude. Like, oh, man, this is who I've been waiting for my whole entire life. And look at him go and all this type of shit, just pumping it all up. This is when he had to skull. This is him in his in his place, in his, in his um, sanctuary. I like and in he, his off time, he wears his original logo. Right. Well, no, this is like a flashback. So oh. <laughs> you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is a flashback. So that's how he differentiates work from play. <laughs> right. Work for pleasure. It's it's, like, you change the, the change of the logo. Yeah. No, this is my at home shirt now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's him, you know, just chilling with his AKs on the wall and then the hand rush him. And look at her in the background. Look at her just I love that character, man. I, I you know, solid fucking character. It's just interesting the way she's doing it. So, you know, he obviously manhandled them. So this is just him executing people, you know, executing. Just you know. another Thursday. No big deal. Yeah, executing criminals like nothing. This is what I do. He's got the skull. He's put it up. I'm like, eh, I'm not doing that right now. I'm beyond that right now. I'm on another mission. That's, is that where he sits to ask for forgiveness? He asks forgiveness from the skull? Yeah, it's like a, a shrine. Shrine. or Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's and he's got a fucking he's got a sword. And when have when have we seen Frank Castle, the Punisher, use a sword? Right. And this is some, this is going back yeah. to that scene where she's testing him right here with a bunch of fucking ninjas. And you know Frank's gonna do what he's doing, just laying them out. <laughs> this dude, it looks like he's about to take a like a, a spear to the armpit there. Look at him, bro. He's just Frank being Frank Castle, bro. That's what he just laying motherfuckers out. Yeah, and the whole time she's just like, Yes, this is what I've been waiting for. Finally, 
I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. He's got swords and shit in his refrigerator. Yeah, come on, man. Who Frank. does it? It's Frank, bro. I thought that was like standard issue. Look, he take he takes refrigerator. You know, if you're gonna have a sword, you gotta keep it in the fridge. Look at him. Absolutely, dude. I'd be so pissed if I had a bunch of fucking ninja stars in me. Well, what's the uh? We've seen shit like this on movies, didn't Mister Mister Mister? It's always gonna get kinky Mr. later. Something like this when they when they're those bad guys rush the house and they got guns everywhere. They're just popping drawers and here's a gun. Mister, remember that on yeah. I remember that on episode of Bones. Or or was it John Wick? <laughs> John Wick does it too. John yeah, Wick has guns everywhere too. Yeah. Dude, he's got a chainsaw now. Yeah, where'd he get a chainsaw from? I guess it's laying there on the floor. Sword in the refrigerator. Chainsaw in the freezer. He's dead right there because he's got a ninja star right in the carotid. (laughs) Right. I mean, you know, it's a house full of ninjas, dude. And, you know. Magic, magic, ninja. What? Magic, magic, ninja. What? Look at him. I'm just going to blow this place up. And the whole time, she's like, look at him go. Kind of Look like, at you go. Yeah. You like that? Oh. It's like, I love it. So when does he turn into Ghost Rider? Oh, that's... I didn't read that. <laughs> Dude, he, he needs five more ninja stars before he can... Before he turns Look into at that. He just pulls out a fucking... Look at her. Look at her. What's She's she in saying? awe. Beast be praised. <laughs> yes. The whole time, she's like... In in this zone of this like biblical proportion type shit, she's like, "Oh it's my orgasmic god!" Orgasmic for her. He is ruggedly handsome. She's just like <laughs> loving him, dude. Like the only him, one. Like so, then she's, she's you know, <laughs> and she's like, okay, so "Would you like some awesome. cookies?" <laughs> this is awesome because you know we're only doing issue one right now, so this is awesome. She gives him the knife, and he immediately knows what that's about. So right now she's telling him whatever it is she's telling him, et cetera, et cetera. And I, we'll, we'll see why eventually he goes with her. Dude, I just like you just walk around the shitload of ninja stars in him. He's like, I fuck these things. And your pincushion. And she pulls up right there. <laughs> oh, there he oh, yeah. he's going to get a little action. Pinky, pinky. So long story short, the high, the arch priestess resurrects, resurrects his wife, his dad. Oh, wife. she's resurrected something. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what get him gets him to go that route. Yep. So he becomes the fucking high slayer of the hand right now. Hmm. Yep. Look at him, Mister oh. and Mrs. Castle. Well, she still has all the bullet holes in her. Yeah. Yeah, even one in the face. Look at it, one in the cheek. Run, yeah, one right in the jaw and the cheek. Right, man. It get and it gets better, man. This is hey, just, man. It don't matter. Ass is ass. Doesn't matter how many bullet holes are in her. You know, I man. Look, when have we seen Frank Castle smile in the comic book? Look at him. Well, yeah, he smile. got some, dude. Even he's got a smile. Yeah, it's a good book, man. If there's any Punisher guys in the chat. And maybe just stop reading it just because I understand, but you know, give it a shot. This ain't spec. This is just a good read that I think everybody should be reading if they're a Punisher fan or or want to read something different. It's interesting. And Jason Aaron, I uh 
I'm my experience with Jason Aaron isn't that much, but I've heard he's he's written some good shit in the past. So it's good shit. Completely good shit. off the book, bro. And it only gets better, dude. So I also read Almighty Number One. It's it's one of those post apocalyptic things. It's like it's kind of like in a Mad Max time. Twenty ninety eight girl's been abducted, and a killer hired to find her and bring her home. And that's pretty much what happens. Is in this is it starts out that you know she escapes, she lost her finger. Um, she's trying to get away. They're caught up to her. They're about to kill her. And the the chick that's hired to find her and bring her back, she's chilling with the sniper rifle. She's good. She's all right. She plucks them off like it ain't no thing. It's all good. Yeah. So she's like, you know, come with me if you want to live. <laughs> and and uh, that's pretty much what it is. They take off. She's like, I got, she's like on this little like futuristic bike that doesn't hold a lot of gas for like speed and you know what I mean? So she's got to fill it up a lot. So they're like, what's happening is they're camping out. They're taking the back roads. So, you know, because, you know, like the main thoroughfares in this post-apocalyptic Mad Max world are like, they're guarded by, you know, this gang. You know. Who's the artist? Kyle? uh, It's me. Um, I'll go back. I'll go back. No, no, no. Go ahead. And, uh, I like the art. I like the interiors. And the reason she leaves and ends up getting abducted is because she was, she was like a nurse on the front lines when everything was starting to go down. And she kind of gave a shit. So when her time was up, she's like, "Forget this. I split." She hitchhiked, got in with this dude. They thought they could get something off of it. Killed him. Took the took his shit, found her, so he took her, and that you know, and that's how they get, get being captive. And now they're back, and this is the bosses are there. What the fuck's going on? They're thinking about it. They're like, do this, do that. You know, take the major roads, and uh, and they're like, nope. And then he thinks, oh shit, you know what? They're probably not taking the major roads. They're probably Taking the back road, so now they've got people. She doesn't want to pee in front of people, but when and that's what it ends up being is they're escaping. They're kind of on the run behind them, and that's kind of where it ends. Kind of interesting. It's I don't know if it's quite worth buying yet, Astro. If this is what you're asking about, I kind of want to see where it's going. I picked it up because it's a number one, kind of different. Kind of the same concept as many other things, mm-hmm. but I would if you could, I hate to say, it, but if you can find it online or or know someone that has it to read it, I'm giving it to like issue it, three to see if it kind of picks up what the fuck is going on. A little more backstory, we'll see if it's good. So right now, I would say it's fifty fifty worth buying right now. Well, how long did it take you to read it? Like, 
did you read it right straight through? Did you put it down a couple times? And no, I read it straight. Through? I read it straight through. It was a, it was a okay. pretty fairly easy. It was. I did this next one. I put down a couple times. So the next one I have, it's called Black Tape. It's an AWA okay. comic. I saw this, and instead of, and here, the artist is Dalibor. Whatever that fucking name is. Um, Solid name. It really, it really is. Collegiate. So what this one is about is this dude's a rock star and he dies. And okay. he, he recorded his final album. And it's like he's a, you know, like one of those Satan worshiping type of like death metal, heavy metal dudes. Oh. And he, he got married yeah. and he dies. And with this Detroit kind Rock of, City. kind of, yeah. And he goes through, and he and what's happened is, is right before he died, him and his wife decided they're gonna. That was his last. His old record was the last one. Um, that was the last album on the for the for his contract, and they were gonna mm-hmm. put out this brand new album without the old record label. But what okay. what most of this book is is like. They're going to the funeral, and then everybody comes back and parties, and that's kind of what it's all about. But at the end of it, she stumbles across. She goes to like light the fireplace, and she and it moves, and she finds this uh, trail, like this hallway, and it leads to like his like devil dungeon, his lair. Yeah, see, see, it's like this hallway that he comes in and. It's like uh, she opens it up, and it's like this devil dungeon that is, and that's where it kind of ends. She's like, "Well, you know what the hell is this?" Mm-hmm. Kind of all right. I only picked it up because you know it's, it's metal and the concept's kind of cool. It's another one I I wouldn't buy it. I want to see where it goes, but I don't think I would buy it. Mm-hmm. Kind of a cool concept if. If they go more into backstory of like maybe like his darker side. Yeah. This dungeon here, this dungeon here is exactly why you have to get off Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) But it's I thought it drug on a little too much through all of the it didn't set up a lot of story. It set up a lot of like bullshit of going to a funeral. So I'm hoping that the next couple issues they 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 really start to put some meat on the bone for this story to see where it's going. Was it a, like a lot of like uh, characterization? Like the, they're talking about him and what they were talking. I mean, they were talking more like no, they didn't. Re- and that's the other thing too. They didn't really get it. Like it was it was a lot of like her missing him, her looking at like old pictures right. of him. You kind of oh, meet okay. like the yeah. shady, the shady manager. You meet the like the right. shady oh. assistant. You know they like throw a big party at her house, and you know what I mean. It's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on in the first one that really I don't think really ties into yeah. the story much. I think it's just it was kind of filler to get to this right. that, that she yeah, has to, that she finds this this you know this you know. So they're demon. trying to hook you on the last panel, huh? The good old last panel trick. 
And I really think I really think that's what it is. Yeah, I don't like when they do that. But it's worth. I'm gonna get like same with the other book. I'm gonna give it a couple to see what it does, and if it doesn't, then you know it's three issues is usually what I give a book. Because if you're not hooked by three issues, you're not gonna keep yeah. reading it. Right. Right. So, but that is. <laughs> So if any of these sounded interesting, give them a try. You might like them. If you read them and liked them better, let me know. But that was kind of my thoughts on these other two. I, I definitely recommend Where Monsters Lie. That one, you can find uh, it. It's on the cover price. Find it. I think that's really fucking good. Yeah, it's 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 definitely Where Monsters Lie was probably the best read of the week for me. Fuck yeah, dude. If if the second issue is just as good, it, it'll quickly be like my favorite book I'm reading. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Both so, good, show, job. Show. good job, Mr. Kyle. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And that Punisher book, yeah. guys. If there are any Punisher guy guys in the chat, give it a shot, man. So we still got about ten minutes. Before Mr. Tim Seeley comes on. So why don't I switch over and let's do some movie quotes. Oh, okay. I got one. And let's see if I can. um, See if you can stump us. I got one. Oh, you know what? You start, Lopez. You're right. You got one. You start. You start us off tonight. Ah, Okay. Um, I think this was 1984 movie. I think. I think. You're Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby. Yep. You're a Neil Maxi Zoom Dweeby. Dweeby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is my That's pure genius Google. starring Val Kilmer. No, this is my third <laughs> favorite movie of all time. Weird Science. No. Tron. You're in that era, though. You're in that genre. Notebook. I can't say any more because he'll be giving it away to you, Mr. Sam. Is it the John Hughes movie? I cannot. I will not answer that, I'm Mr. Kyle, as he's the, uh, better off dead. Nope. Oh, that's a great one. Two dollars. It's 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 the $2. one where they they steal a, uh, the nerds have her Molly Ringwald's panties. Land before time. Of the nerds. Breakfast Club. That's sixteen cat. Huh? Is it the Breakfast Club? Matt, you fucking not only are you handsome, but good job. Garfield. Yes, it, it's it. the Breakfast Club. It's it's uh yeah. Judd Ness Judd Nelson telling Anthony Michael Hall because he when they're going when they're at lunch and he and he going through his lunch, he just got a cut off, <laughs> got a sandwich with the edges cut off, he's got a soup, he's got your standards, whatever, bro. And he tells him you're a Neo Maxi Zoom Dweeby. What's what's the joke that he tells why he's in the why he's walking on the ceiling? Oh, dude, I don't Come know. Come on. Uh, so he, uh, who walks into a bar? Yeah, he walks in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but oh, fuck, I, dude, that that is, bro, that I fucking love that movie, and I love that song to that movie. I love that movie. I've seen it fifty million times. I got the DVD, got the Blu-ray. Yes. All right, good job, good job, Matt. Do you have the laser disc or the VHS? 
I do. Is not. it a nine point eight sealed copy? I wish I did. The only VHS tapes I have is Batman, Michael Keaton, and the Pearl Jam and Sessions Yield album. That's I it. have a VHS of the Breakfast Club, nine point four. Got I stole all my DVDs. Let's not go. One there. of the corners is a little scuffed. I sold them on. <laughs> are they always? Just because for money, ninety-nine point nine. to sell them, but I just did just because they were in the way, and I kind of regret that now. Because I had I had some, you know, some shit. I guess I don't. But, uh, All right, are you guys job, ready? Yep. yep. No problem. Glad you're here. Okay. You guys ready? You ready? <clears throat> Therefore, it stands the reason, does it not, sister dear, that we need to find the book, brew the potion, and suck the lies out of the children of Salem before focus, sunrise. Focus, focus. Otherwise, <laughs> it's curtains. We evaporate. <laughs> Man, who says focus, it? focus. Who says it? Um, Notebook. Bette Miller. Bette Miller. Bette yeah, Bette Miller's character. Matt, you, co- um, you come with these. Sanderson. Long-winded quotes, and then people just get them into the <laughs> I can't think of her name. Winifred. Winifred Sanders. I, I will say, Hocus Pocus, the second one. <laughs> I'll, eh. Here, I'll give you guys all a softball. You ready? Yeah. Discovered by the Germans in 1904, they named it San Diego, which, of course, in German that's means Anchorman. a whale's vagina. Yeah, that's Anchorman, Ron Burgundy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. And my third one's easy, too. Well, I genuinely come in at least 15 minutes late. I use the side door. That way, Lumberg can't see me. And after that, I sort of space out for an hour. I'd do that for probably another hour after lunch, too. I'd say in a given week, I probably only do about 15 minutes of real, actual work. Office space. Who says it? The, the main guy. See, I don't know. I don't remember really, the guy. Is that his name in the movie? And the main guy? Your your mom is the main guy. <laughs> it was Peter Gibbons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Played by Ron Livingston. So. Yeah. And that burned about yeah. three minutes. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Hey, let's hit the anime then. Let's hit. Big oh, we news. got worst and best covers of the week still. That's what's next up in the slides. That's what we want to do. Lots of we slides we can go anime. through. Kyle, don't need to hold out. Okay, here I got another one for you guys. Ready? Is ready? Hit us. You're a great cheerleader, Aaron. It's just that maybe you're not boyfriend material. It's uh, bring it on. It is bring it on. Hey, man, like not even close. Okay, here, here. I thought I was a nerd, but I'm not. That's right, Allison. My father was the alphabet bomber. He may he may have been crazy, but he was my pop. Only one I ever had. That's right. All in alphabetical order. Car wash, drugstore. I used to lay in my crib and hear him scream in his sleep. A D A B C D E F G. Boom, boom. My mother tried to stop him. She couldn't even spell for Christ's sakes. But they fried her too. <laughs> That's a paragraph. That's not even a quote. <laughs> Let's, our legal expert, Sam, is that a quote or is that a paragraph? Yeah, it's a quote. Quote it's can be quote. any length. It's... What quote is it, guys? Come on. Okay. I'm a... The alphabet bar, man. I, I got one this. for you. 
I know. Bring it on, Matt. Because Kyle is it Mystery Men? Is it Mystery Men? No, it's not Mystery <clears throat> Men. But I guess math is more important. So oh no, no, ahead. sorry, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> no, ahead, no, Kyle. yours is way more no, important. No, no, it's ahead. not. I just wasn't paying attention. Go ahead. It's, it's cool. Because <laughs> we all know. Go ahead. Go ahead. Here, wait. Hold on. Let me let me do this for you too. Yeah, make yourself big. There you go. Matt, we are all in tune on you. What is your no, movie quote? It's my bad. That's a handsome dude. That's a handsome dude. I made a dude. mistake. That's a handsome dude. That's what I get for not paying attention. No, no, no. Go ahead. What's your no, no, quote? you're good. You're good. I'm good. What's your I, quote? I, no, I'm good. Dude, what is I'm that? What is Alphabet on. Bomber? Well, I've seen that. That's what... I mean, dude, that's not... You know what, Kyle... Your quotes are hard, bro. Is it okay? Is it like Beetlejuice? No, no it's from no. Crybaby. A phenomenal Crybaby, the Johnny Cry Depp Baby one. Walker, oh, Johnny gosh. Depp, nineteen ninety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like was it movie. was it Hatchet Face that said that or Crybaby? No, it was Johnny Depp who said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it's not fair. Crybaby, 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 Cry. I think Sam, Kyle, and Matt went to school together, bro. So there's, there's a connection there. Okay, Matt, what's your movie quote? No, I'm good. I'm good. We're, I'm good. I don't have one. Yeah, you do. No, I'm good. I don't have one. No, you're just so <laughs> self-absorved that <laughs> I just was reading something and I wasn't to. paying attention. Sorry, that's my bad. Uh, <laughs> move on to well, move on to best and worst coverage of the week. Yeah, let's do that. I'm bringing uh, my A game next time, Mister. I don't want. I don't <laughs> no, want. No, I'm end. so I'm so curious in Matt's. Movie I don't want to do. I don't want to do the WTF I, manga of the week I, before. I can't. It takes two weeks I can't get. I can't move on from it. I have to hear it. Matt, now. bring it. Come you on, Matt. Okay, Jesus Christ. Because I was reading something. Empire had the better ending. I mean, Luke gets his hand cut off, finds out Vader has a father. Han gets frozen and taken away by Boba Fett. Uh, it ends on such a down note. I mean, that's what life is—a serious down ending. I mean, that's it. Uh, it's a clerks. Kevin Smith. Yeah. It is Clerks. Good job, Sam. Yeah. Oh, Tim's here. The most on-time guy. I, not That's why he's a man. You gotta love men. punctuality. That's punctuality, why he's a man the courtesy men. of kings. Welcome, Tim. How's it going? <laughs> hey, let's put him in the position of honor, though, Kyle. Let's not have him at the bottom. You put me or, or Hartman <laughs> at the bottom. Here we go. How are there you doing go. today? Uh, not bad. Just just got home. Uh, my brother had a art gallery show, so we went and did that, and then got some tacos. So I'm loaded up with fine uh, Mexican food, and I'm ready to go. Tacos, awesome. tacos. So, well, who wants to start? Do we want to introduce the guest? Oh, I already know who he is. I don't need to introduce him. Yeah, the, the audience. <laughs> yeah, may not know. He's Kyle. I have a question, real quick, off the bat, right off the rip. You said you had tacos, Tim? I did, yeah. What kind of tacos? Uh, so uh, there's a place here in Chicago called Taquito, and they do some all kinds of stuff. But I had a, they had a, a pistachio uh, salsa, and I had a little uh, uh, chicken al pastor taco, and then I had okay. a hard as well. And so, cheddar, okay. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. We yeah, asked the hard-hitting questions area. here, Tim. That's nice. <laughs> Important <laughs> stuff, yeah. Nice. But everybody, we've got... The, the great Tim Seeley here, writer, author, you name it, this guy kills it doing it. I've met you a couple times, and it was always great talking to you. You're, you're a fun person to talk with. We met. I remember the first time I met you was at, um, it was in 
It was for the 2016 uh, Rebirth. You had done WonderCon. WonderCon. And I was grilling, I was grilling you about uh, Nightwing. I was just rattling off and Nightwing questions, and you were so nice about it, and you were so kind. Because I was like, "Are you going to do this with them? Are you going to do this? You need to do this. What about this? What about?" And you were like, "Well, I'm going to do. You know what? Read it." (laughs) (laughs) The only answer. (laughs) But I mean, what was it like when that sort of? I'm going to start with Nightwing because I'm a huge Nightwing guy. Sure. And I know you, you're a huge G.I. Joe guy, huge Transformers guy. There's there's nothing that we cannot talk to you about. But when they got to to, to do this rebirth, um, Nightwing, what was it like? What was the pitch? What was what was your how did they come to you about wanting to do this? Well, I've done uh Grayson with the character Dick Grayson, um, which was awesome that. too. It, that was kind of the end of the it's kind of the end of the new 52 era, uh, and that was kind of like a sort of a last second project and uh you know was kind of just jammed together and i i didn't know tom king at the time he didn't know me we had two separate pitches and they stuck them together and said could you guys write this together and i think it went fairly well and it sold well so when we started hearing rumblings of rebirth you know we got kind of scared because we're like well we're doing this book and i'm pretty sure this is not going to be part of this re you know the the relaunch because they're going to go back to the basics kind of thing um and so they they started kind of kicking around like especially the editors were sort of you know deciding which people they want to work with and if they had people that they that they enjoyed working with that they wanted to so um tom and i had talked about we're like well they're probably going to ask one of us to do nightwing and one of us to do batman and uh i was like oh man they're definitely not going to ask me to do batman so so i was kind of ready to do nightwing uh and i, I had told him like i i love dick grayson as a character i loved writing nightwing and i love robin but i didn't care that much about nightwing honestly uh like the oh. to me well the version that they were, they were <laughs> was gonna be this sort of like you know he's in bloodhaven and he has two scrimma sticks and he fights a dude who is a big fat guy i was like that's daredevil that's that's daredevil uh, <laughs> yeah. so i wasn't super excited about doing just that so um but they were cool about it and i got to you know they asked me to do and i was like yeah i would love to as long as i can kind of mess around with it and then they flew us out to LA and I had this meeting with Jeff Johns and I'd never met Jeff before. And he was just like, you know, like he knows everything there is to know about DC characters. He knows why they're popular. And so I pitched him my thing and he was like, yeah, okay, here's what it sounds like you're saying. And he pitched me back this thing that I was like, I mean, that's not what I'm saying, but you're right. That's better. So we, he said, <laughs> we're all better than Batman. And it's going to be about how, you know, Dick is this trained uh, sidekick and he, he's like, on his way to becoming better than Batman and he's nicer. And that's the whole sort of thing. And he's friends with everybody. So that's kind of how we approached it. And, you know, it was super helpful to have Jeff there. It was also super difficult to do a two books a month. Uh, it was two issues a month. It was bi-monthly for wow. uh, almost nine months. I think it was, and it maybe even longer. And it, so it was a lot of work and we burned through every story idea I had uh, <laughs> really quickly. So, um, you know, it was it was a great ride. I had a lot of fun. I made a lot of friends. Uh, you know, and I to this day, it's probably the highest selling, you know, single issue I ever did was not Rebirth One. I think you know it was like uh, ninety thousand or eighty thousand copies or something. Which you know, it's hard to do uh, then before then and after it. So uh, yeah, it was a great game. I love that character. I had I had a lot of fun with it. I think you know, uh, to this day, I probably 
I would have been better continuing the Grayson idea, which I think was a better setup uh, and something I could do more with. But fans want the Nightwing setup, so that's what that's what gave it. I mean, I mean, Secret Agent Grayson was awesome too, though. Uh, well, it just was new, and it had. I, I kind of felt like it just had more avenues to do something. You know, it has more of a the, the sort of Marvel thing, which is the I can't, but I must. You know, the like right. That's what the Marvel thing does. Is you know, uh, you know, I I can't be a superhero because Aunt May will have a heart attack. She finds out, but I must because I you know that kind of idea. And mm-hmm. Grayson had that. It had it had can't must. And it was, I think it's hard to do that with Nightwing. Like, why is he running around in Bloodhaven? Like, that's you know, you have to come up with a, a forced re- reason. And and uh, you know, obviously, other people made it work. Tom Taylor clearly made it work. So. Uh, but I had a good time with it. I'm really, I'm very glad I did it. And I got to play with a lot of my boys, which I love checkmate. So I got to put them in, in some of those stories. And I loved Huntress. I got to put her in some. And uh, uh, the, his, uh, all the sort of uh, the run, runoffs, the characters that were the kind of shitty villains from the, um, from the Dixon run. I liked putting those guys in there. And most importantly, Defacer, which was my favorite character to write in there besides Dick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was fun. Yeah, that was. I thought you did great. I thought it was it was a great read. It was I I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I enjoyed grilling you on trying to see where you were going to go with it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I did take your advice. I probably didn't know. I mean, we, you know, <laughs> we're like because we, the rebirth thing was, you know, ostensibly like kind of restacking the deck back towards yeah. the class version of the thing, but you know, we didn't know if we were going to use blockbuster, and we didn't know if we were going to use. Some of that stuff. So, you know, a big part of that was first few issues, like we got to come up with a new villain. So it was kind of a combination of myself and Jeff and then uh, the, the, the editor, Rebecca Taylor, like kicking things around to get to Raptor, which I think he worked pretty well. But mm-hmm. uh, we were just like, we're not sure, you know, if people are accepting a new villain and all this sort of stuff. So uh, but it was really interesting. And I'm glad it did it. So we tried to get. Tony to come on with you to talk about Local Man Number One because that's your guys' new book coming out. He's a friend of the show and he ignored us, so you can tell him thanks a lot next time you talk to him. He's on a cruise, so um, oh, okay, I don't blame him. It's okay, I forgive him. He had not had a vacation, uh, <laughs> maybe in I don't know, fifteen years or something. So he uh, he he took a vacation the week the book is due to image though. The week we have to do all the production, all, <laughs> all that. Tony's off on a boat somewhere. He's trying to relax, and we're like pestering him. Hey, we need this file oh that God. we like. So, so real fun for Tony, I'm sure. What was it like? So, how did you guys? You know, we'll we'll talk about local man. What what, what did you guys do? Did you pitch him an idea? Did he pitch you guys an idea? Were you guys at a con and you know mixing ideas, or what? How did this all come about? Uh, well, I mean, I've known Tony for, you know, I don't know, 10 some years, probably more than that. He's a friend of a friend. Uh, he, you know, good friends of studio mates with my buddy, Chris Burnham. Chris and I used to be studio mates. Uh, so, you know, I've, I've met Tony through going out to LA and stuff. And, um, and we would always like get, whenever we get together, you know, he loves the 90s stuff. So he would be like, Hey, I heard, I saw you, uh, drew Wildcats. Uh, Hey, I saw you did a snowman for Avatar with Matt Martin. Like he, he was the only one who liked certain things that I did that no one else cared about. And so that was kind of like a, a early connection, but um, we right before it was so January, 2020, I went to a show in Long Beach. Uh, Tony was there. Uh, so we all went out, he and a bunch of friends, you know, we're all, we all know each other from comics and 
Uh, so we went out to a restaurant. We had uh, burgers and fries and bullshit. And, and so I, I said, I told him I was kind of working on a thing that was that might be kind of fun for him. And he said, oh, yeah, let me know about it. And then I'm pretty sure he gave me COVID or somebody did. I got COVID before anybody else at that show, which was fun. Uh, and so I got home like in late January. Uh, I was like, a mysterious illness. I go to the doctor. She tells me, uh, you have a flu-like cold, but you haven't been to China, so it can't be COVID. And But clearly it was. And so uh, I was sick for a long time. And then we all got locked down. And then, you know, I, I emailed Tony while we're all sort of stuck in the house and said, you know, I was thinking about what you said. And I have this idea and it's kind of loose. And this is like maybe March or March of 2020, probably. Um, and so, you know, he was instantly, I actually, I think I sent him a couple ideas and he was like, man, I really like that one. And he threw in a bunch of ideas that sort of made it more what it is, um, you know, ways to kind of play with the 90s thing and do this flip book. And, and so, you know, he had so many of the ideas that I think we ended up keeping. It was sort of my nugget. Tony's added all the important stuff. And so we just riffed on it. We just, I mean, we're bored and, and we were all stuck at home for that first five, six months. And um, so we worked on local man, did character designs, uh, wrote outlines and just kind of sent it back and forth for almost two years, I think is, is like, I, I drew the first, you know, uh, backup story, um, the flipbook story, like in uh, September of 2020, I think. So like, right. I mean, like it's, it's almost three years old at this point, two and a half. Um, so it was something that we kind of kicked around for a long time. And, uh, it was kind of, it was like a corporate project. Like we, nobody could leave the house. So we would just call each other in zoom like this and talk shit. And then I think part of it was like, oh, we should really put this book out now. That would be a good idea. <laughs> so I kind of bullied Tony into, into, you know, now being the time to release it. And so, uh, you know, we sent it to image and, and they were enthusiastic about us working together. Um, and so now it comes out uh, February 22nd, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So it's going to be a rural crime noir super act superhero action. Exactly. Yes. I that, mean that's kind of cool. That's I yeah. like that idea. Yeah. I mean it's mostly a kind of crime. It's a, kind of a detective story, small town rural noir. Uh, but the background of it is that this guy, our main character, who ends up sort of being this detective. He. Uh, he was this sort of, you know, young 90s superhero named Crossjack. And he joined like the biggest team in the world. And it's this sort of, you know, kind of young blood, wildcat, cyber force pastiche. Uh, and he was like on top of the world, he's a celebrity superhero, loved by millions. And then, you know, he he falls and he has to come crawling back to his hometown. Now he's in his 40s. And, you know, he's got no prospects and he's got nothing. And all he has to show for it. Is like this bunch of stuff that no one cares about anymore, and so, uh, so it's. But he also can't be a superhero. They took he he didn't own his name. He doesn't own the shield. He doesn't own any of it, uh, and so he's kind of trying to figure out what to do with himself. And he kind of gets involved in this um, a murder, and so he's trying to look for the person who did it. But it's got a lot of twists in it. So, so it's kind of a detective story more than anything, I think. But it's you know it's got this background of all this '90s kind of superhero action lots of homages that stuff but it's also you know it's also kind of a new thing it, we we kind of thought thematically it's sort of about the early image stuff which you know so full of potential and didn't always pay off i mean a lot of that stuff you know we were so excited about it, if you remember as a kid getting some of that stuff and be like kind of disappointed but also like how where image went and kind of so it's also a celebration of how great image is and 
So it's it's all of our things put together, really. So do you guys both write and draw it? Since you guys are both writers and artists, and like I, you did the cover to number one, right? No, we split it. It's both. You both. guys, it's both of you. Yep. That's awesome. So you can be like, you know what? I'm just gonna draw the the picture on the back, or like like we split it. Everything is a jam, and uh, you know the way we split the writing duties is kind of we get on the phone and we plot out what's going to happen, and then I sort of write one draft and I send it to Tony, and then he writes another draft, and then if it's the first part of the story, he draws it, and sometimes I draw things on in certain panels like flashbacks and stuff, and then in the other side, uh, I draw it, and sometimes Tony does it, um, and then we just kind of when we're doing the lettering, just pass it back and forth until it's it's perfect so it's uh you know i mean this is the way comics used to be made but you know mm -hmm. between multiple people who could write and draw which it's only sort of more recently this idea of like separating all these stuff so um but it, it allows us to do you know Tony want to try a new style he, he was really interested in trying something a little more realistic he'd been doing you know sort of ponies and, and cartoonier stuff which he's really good at but um this allows him to try something a little bit different and then so he gets to go forward and then I get to go backwards because I haven't drawn superhero stuff in so long. I you know, I, I used to draw G.I. Joe and I used to draw Wildcats and you know, I love doing that sort of superhero stuff and I I, I it sort of stopped when I became a writer and then I would only draw horror stuff. Or I only draw fantasy stuff or something. So um so I get to come back and do which I which is very sort of natural for me and almost easy, which is just to draw like stuff I grew up on, like you know, big, crazy action monsters, superhero guys and hot ladies and stuff. And also kind of make fun of it, which is a big part of the book is that it's a little bit of a satire of that stuff while being one of those things that it makes. I love it. That's great. That's, that's a nice, I like that. I like that you guys are doing that, like throwing it back. And so you're, you've got the nods to everything. You're, you know, you can laugh about it. I mean, that's great. I, I'm excited to read it. When I first saw that both of you guys were doing a project together, I was like, "That's it's got to, it's a home run." Without even reading it, because it, we, we have the issue. We could have sent it to you. I could have sent you a PDF. Ah, oh, yeah. Nobody's. Oh. Thanks a lot, yeah. Sam. Yeah. Got <laughs> yeah. a question, Kyle? Go for it. Um, Rosa Naranjo, I'm not, shit, I can't, even, I speak Spanish, I can't even read it. <laughs> Rosa Naran Naranjo, aka uh, Miss Constance, Dur yeah, Dur yeah, right? How do you pronounce her name, her last name? Uh, Naranjo, yeah, no, Durabind, oh, Durabind, yeah, which means of the nation, uh, west of uh, sundown, dude. That That's yeah. uh, I like that book, man. It's kind of like I'm reading a novel in a way. I was just yeah. wondering where where'd you where'd you come up with with her character because it's interesting. Um, I've read every issue, got every book, every cover. I love vampires, so I was just wondering where'd you, you know, how'd you come up with that character? Well, I mean, so that's another pandemic-born idea, which was, you know, that that sort of September of 2020. Um, you know, when it looked like we were definitely going to be stuck in the house for a year or more. Um, I reread all the uh, old classic horror novels I had loved as a kid, and I haven't read in so long. So I reread Dracula and Frankenstein, and The Invisible Man, which I had loved as a kid, yeah. um, Carmilla, and and you know I just I spent like a month just reread those books, and 
Um, and I'd always want to do a Western. I kept telling people, someday I'm going to do a Western. I promise. I love Westerns. Uh, I have since I was a kid. My grandfather was a huge Western fan, so I was always stuck watching some John Wayne thing. And, uh, and so the idea just came, you know, after I read those books, and I realized time-wise, you know, they all take a place roughly around 1890 or so. Yeah, uh, eight, 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 yeah so um, and so the, the idea was sort of like, well, what if, you know, we took these characters and we put them in the American Old West, uh, which is, and this, we're picking around 1870-something, roughly. And so that would make The Invisible Man uh, roughly a teenager, maybe between 17 and 19. We don't know exactly how old he is in the book. But, uh, and then I started kind of counting back the other characters. You know, that would make uh, Dr. Moreau a certain age. That would make... And so uh, so then we... I, I, I had a rough idea of it, but it was... Again, it was actually the same group of dudes. Uh, Aaron Campbell was part of that. So uh, the friends of mine who would just get together and Zoom and like just try to keep have our keep our humanity. Uh, and Aaron is an old friend of mine, and uh, I know if I didn't tell him about it, he would be mad. So I told him this idea, and he came up with all kinds of stuff. He knows tons about New Mexico. Uh, I had this rough idea for a um, a, a vampire who was uh, a Latino vampire. Who had gone to New York City, you know, in the, about the 1870s, uh, yep. when you know uh, Tammany Hall and all that sort of stuff was going on, and who was a sort of had blended in, and no one knew that she was actually, uh, you know, right. from Central America. And so, um, so a big part of that story, you know, was her home in New York City gets destroyed by hunters, and so mm -hmm. she has to flee because in the original Dracula story, of course. A big part of Dracula is that he has to travel with his soil, right? The soil. Yes. Of his and so we thought, well, yeah. what if the soil of your homeland was from New Mexico? Uh, and we, so Aaron and I kept coming up with all these ideas, and he had all this research that he wanted to use. Uh, and so West of Sundown was born. And we had all kinds of titles. Aaron came up with the title. Um, and so uh, it was just like a, it was something we wanted to do that could let us be a little bit literary. But like you mentioned, it kind of feels like a novel. It's it very, very purposeful that way. Uh, right. It's meant sort of dense um and then there's an artist here jim terry uh he's a, a incredible artist friend of mine here in chicago and he was another guy's like if i don't tell jim about it he'll be fucking pissed so <laughs> i, I told him yeah. I had this idea and i said the way i pitched it to jim to jim was what if sergio leone directed a hammer horror movie and jim was like I, you gotta let me do that book uh so we put that one together uh around november of 2020 and, and pitched it to vault uh and so they were they were happy to do it. They really liked the idea. Uh, it's probably my favorite book. I, I love that book. I wish yeah. I could ever. Um, I, know, I, I want to ask spoilers, but I'm not, I'm not going to because I, I hope uh, Dooley O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, Dooley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I hope, yeah, I'm not, you know, I just hope it, it works out for him with her. That little relationship. And then you do have like the Frankenstein guy. Yeah, and you know, you got the scientist, and he and he he called Frankenstein like a second rate, and he's got his monster. I really enjoy it. I, I enjoyed the first arc. The first arc, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, I couldn't put it down. Um, and then then you got the roadie. Yeah, the roadie is uh, it's out there, it's out there. I like it. I I, I it blends like two of my favorite things that like I like to read about. Like and like I love like. Rock and roll and metal, right. and then like possession. Yes, exorcism. Stuff like, like and, yeah. and all that, like mixing that stuff together. I, 
reading that like reading that first issue because we reviewed it on the show because we do comic reviews. We just got done doing comic reviews and we were right before you came on. And uh, I mean, was that what was what was your idea for coming up with that? Like, I I know a lot of it was good music, right? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, great. Uh, well, I mean, and the idea basically. I'd always want to do a thing. Um, I really like, uh, you know, um, like the origins of kind of where the Bible gets its stuff. Because the Bible stole, Christian Bible steals a lot from other religions. That's that's not a, you know, a rip or anything. It's true. Uh, they they it kind of absorbed a lot of pagan religions and took the best parts. And and so like, you know, uh, you know, uh, Jesus comes from all kinds of sun stories. He's a little bit you know, uh, Egyptian religion, he's a little bit Apollo, he's all this sort of thing. But the demon stuff came from uh, these uh, earth spirits, essentially. And so what Christianity would do is when they would kind of move into an area and want to convert uh, the locals, they would make their old religion the new bad, the new hell, right? The new bad stuff. So all these sort of earth spirits, which, you know, demons was sort of the term for them, would become the demons. Now they were part of the story and they were bad guys. So it's interesting to sort of see like where, you know, just the, the historical version of it. So I always wanted to do a story where you like, you refer to those old versions of what demons were, what hell used to look like. Hell used to be cold. Uh, hell wasn't hot uh, because hell was the furthest from the sun, which God, was, you know, Christian God is a sun God. And so, you know, it was a cold place. And, and so just kind of kicking around that stuff. So that was always in my head, just tons of research about it because I'm weird that way. But the roadie was just a character so I just had a background. I have a. I just had knew of the war in hell. I don't know something, but um, the character of the roadie just kind of fully fledged came into my head because I was uh, uh, listening to a bunch of Motley Crue, uh, and, <laughs> and uh, not something I always do. But um, I, I was thinking about the the Sunset Strip and how I'd, I'd once done a tour of L.A. where they showed us all these um, bars in Los Angeles where those bands used to play, you know, and the whiskey and all that Sunset. sort of stuff. And it was such a moment in time. And, and so I kind of had this idea of what if Dr. Strange had worked at the Whiskey a Go-Go, right? That was kind of the, that was kind of the idea. Um, but then the dad stuff where it really came, because I have a three-year-old. She was you know born just before the pandemic started. Um, and so I just spent all this time with her that, you know, I'm 46. I'm not a young guy. And I, you know, for me to, to be a dad now and to sort of have a kid in a very fucked up world, uh, was a you know it was like an inspiration for a story of like what if now that I have this person that I'm responsible for and the world outside is so fucked up and you know what would I what would I do to to find her if I lost her and that's mm -hmm. kind of where that came from and yeah the idea I go through hell and then my thought was well I'd also like to use that hell of the weird dirt dirt demons and stuff that, yeah you know always, it was always attached to maggots and flies and things that came out of the ground. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's kind of how we, you know, the, the visual inspiration for the roadies demons. Real quick, I like that um, scene when they're outside the bar or the club, and it's Sirodi talking to his friend, and she comes out. The, I think the person that works inside comes out, and there's a brief conversation. But they bring up that well, I'm 46. I'm your age, so I'm a I'm a I'm a 90s guy. That music, and it's a, it. They bring up Nirvana, I believe it is, and and, and yeah. he talks about how that. Oh, I hate Nirvana because it wiped away everything that little <laughs> genre of hairbands yeah. Yeah. wiped them all the way. And then, you know, they have a conversation. I thought that was cool as hell. When I read that, I was like, oh, he's gotta be within my oh yeah, age <laughs> yeah. and era of music. Cause I 
because it's funny we just have that conversation uh amongst each other about that era of music it's great and real quick real quick i don't know if you like star wars but would you write star wars there's wait where behind me wait, where, where's my i gotta do the air i got a star oh, wars i didn't see i didn't <laughs> see that see right there yeah, we I, had yeah Astro there you go. Wizard had it too. That's where I got the like. Would you, I, so I'm I'm assuming you do. Would you write Star Wars if given the opportunity? Yeah, I mean, I'm a freelancer, so I there's a lot of stuff that I would probably definitely consider. Obviously, and Star Wars is a good paycheck. Um, I I have noticed myself that like as I I don't know as I get older a little bit, like there's some things that I like that. I'm not as well suited to write as I might think. And Star Wars might be that. I might, maybe, okay. I don't know. Um, I think I might, I love science fiction, but I think, you know, I, I do money right. shots. I have a feeling I would have a hard time not making fun of elements of Star Wars, uh, mm. which I guess is sort of part of it. But, um, and I think like as a writer, I'm more of a Star Trek guy, even though I, for whatever mm. reason, I, I'm probably more of that guy. But I don't know. I'm really comfortable writing Master of the Universe, which is sort of a similar fan thing for us of a certain era. And, uh, I'm very comfortable writing that. So yeah, shit, maybe, maybe I'd be good at it. I, I do know it would have to be sort of, you know, uh, probably, I, I don't know if I would be like a guy to do Andor the Mandalorian or something because well, I, that's kid stuff and it should be right. That's kind of how I feel about it. So, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I probably would, I'd probably give it a shot, you know, you need to do like a, an adult, really hardcore star Wars where, yeah, so there's a lot of blood, and <laughs> a lot of arms get cut off. And you see it, and yeah, just... <laughs> that's the thing. Is I, wouldn't to, I wouldn't want to do that to Star Wars. I guess that's the thing. Is like it right. should be, you know. I, like, ever, yeah. You got an I'm sure you got an idea for a Star Wars character you've sketched. Well, I put them in. I do, and I put them in uh, Money Shot. Uh, there's a whole planet. It was kind of like a, a Star Wars riff I had had, where it was like this aquatic planet. You know, and so it was like, but it, while the water dried up, so now it was like this old, like barbarian savage land. I put that in money shot. It's in the first part. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so I got another question from the chat. Astro, he says, Gwen, Hackslash, 8 Billion Genies, what has been your favorite series you've worked on in the past? Well, I didn't work on 8 Billion Genies. That's my buddy Ryan, who lives down the street from me. That's Ryan Brown. Uh, good book, though. Great book. I didn't work on that one. Um, but uh, I don't know, favorite series, I guess. I mean, I usually say Hackslash because it's, I have done it for 20 years. Uh, it's paid my bills for a significant part of my life. Uh, and it's, you know, it's, it's a comic I made up to do everything I wanted to do. Um, you know, I want to do like a be more movie horror thing. And I want an excuse to draw hot girls. And I want an excuse to, you know, work with the suicide girls. And I got to do all that stuff because of hack slash. So, um, you know, that one's pretty, mm. pretty high up there. Um, I, I love money shot revival. Those are, Books I really, I mean, I've got posters of them right behind me, so clearly I like them somewhat. Uh, but I don't know, you know, I, I guess the longer I do this job and sort of the farther you get away from some of your stuff, the more you like the old ones. Um, and so the ones that like just come out, I usually tend to be sort of like unsure about them. Uh, I do love Local Man. I hope everybody likes it as much as I do. Uh, it just feels like, you know, I was really looking for something to to be as fun as hack slash. And so far local man is that it's, it's as fun for me to do as, as hack slash was when I first started. It. Well, with, with Gwen, um, with the Gwen first book, did you approach Marvel with that? Did Marvel approach you and kind of what was your process that you went through of thinking up that story and kind of writing that? It, so 
they asked me about it, which was a, which was a, like a real, it was a surprise. Uh, Cause you know, I, I wasn't sure what, what br brought them to be like, Hey, you might be good at Spider-Man, but it was perfect timing because uh, my, my daughter is obsessed with amazing, Spidey's amazing friend and ghost spider Gwen is a huge part of that show. And my kid loves that oh. character. So, um, you know, and also I, I had bought her some posters from my friend, Robbie Rodriguez, Robbie designed Gwen, created her. Um, so, you know, I'm very familiar with the character. Uh, so they had contacted me and they said, we have this rough idea of, to combine Gwen with, it was actually the Night Gwen, the uh, Nighthawk version that came out of the Jason, Jason Aaron's uh, Heroes Reborn stuff. And they kind of mm -hmm. had a rough idea to combine those. And then they, they said, well, what if we, you know, had a bunch of different variations of her? And so I, I just said, you know, they said, we got Peach Momoko to design some stuff. And we, what do you think she should do? Uh, and I was like, I don't know, have Peach design some characters. And I'll come up with a plot and give me the characters and I'll make it work. <laughs> and they, they liked that because it was it was fast and easy and um, that's how I did it. I mean, the Peach designed a Cap, a Iron Man, a uh, you know, a, a, the Nighthawk one, um, and so I just came up with something based around that. It, it, it was it was like com it was improv comedy. It was like, and what? And then okay, and then and then I just kind of wrote it that way, <laughs> and it was a blast to make. And now I have a comic I, I can give my kid. She just destroys it, but. Uh, but, you know, for me, that part and, you know, I don't know, just having something, I, I'm a firm believer that the future of comics is, is teenage girls, and I have a lot of evidence to back that up, and um, so I'm always happy to have something that they can read. I mean, Hexlash, I think, is something they do read. I'm not sure their parents appreciate it, but, uh, but you know, Gwen is like that thing that I can connect to that audience with, too. Now, clear. I got another. They got another question from the chat. Is there any original art you could show us? I mean, I got a whole website, Cadence. Cadence I, I, I was yeah. looking at it, man. That you got He-Man on there, you got Transformers on there, you got everything on there. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, so a big part of my side of the business, personally, is that I I sell the originals. I haven't done a lot of monthly uh, panel work lately. I've been writing pretty much for the past six or seven years, pretty much full time. But um, I have lately got back into drawing stuff. So, you know, all the West is sundown. I do covers on, I do covers on money shot. I do uh, you know, stuff like uh, back, you know, those hack slash covers I do. So I did a lot of cover work in the last four or five years. Um, original art is all on my, uh, uh, my art dealers paid cadence comic art. You can go to my page. I have tons of stuff on there. Um, but I sell it because I don't want it in the house. My house is full of nerd shit already. You can have it. So please go buy it. <laughs> it's on sale. I think I've got commissions up. Uh, also, I opened up commission round, so um, I'll draw whatever the hell you want me to draw. Yeah, there you go. Cadence. So you see a lot of the originals. Um, I try to, one of the things my art dealer is big about is those are raw scans, so they're not adjusted. It's just that's what the board looked like. So sometimes you can see the blue sketch lines behind it. I think that makes them kind of uh, authentic. Yeah, I got West of Sundown covers on there um, and some other backslash stuff. Um, you know, all kinds. Of, I mean, again, this is 20 years worth of stuff, so a lot of stuff is gone, but there's X-Men stuff on there that I drew and Exiles and Wildcats and uh, G.I. Joe, all kinds of stuff. Oh, real quick, what's your favorite G.I. Joe character? Uh... Well, my favorite design from G.I. Joe uh, and toy is the Alley Viper, which is uh, in orange and blue, and he looks so goddamn cool. Uh, always been a favorite. And then my favorite just sort of idea character that I always really like, well, Baroness is probably my favorite 
could draw. Uh, like hot leather clad European librarian is obviously up my alley. Um, but with glasses, with glasses. Um, and then there was a surgeon that you know I always loved the idea. I had the toy as a kid. Uh, he was from Slaughter's Marauders. Uh, his name was Mercer. He was a former Cobra trooper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I loved that. He had the vest. Yeah, vest. Yeah. Yeah. The orange, yeah. He wasn't yeah. used much in the, the Marvel leopard. stuff. The animated movie. Uh, obviously, when Sergeant Slaughter gets called to fight um, Cobra Law, he brings all the guys. And, uh, right. Yeah. 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 Mercer with the. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. That's awesome. You better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. I had the toy. That's why I know. Because I had Slaughter, his his vehicle and i had all his guys yeah the slaughter marauders that was the, yeah there's a there's a part i don't know if it's gi joe in a movie where it's him and falcon that guy they're infiltrating cobra base and they're going yeah. through the vents the ducks yep, yep. awesome uh, and and that's when there's a moment in that movie that i always remember when sergeant slaughter is telling uh falcon he says i'll send you home in a ditty bag an idiot yeah. ditty, ditty <laughs> there you go yeah, it's a classic GI Joe moment that stuck with me forever. That's good stuff. Now you said that you uh, you think the future of comics is going the way of the teenage girl. What what kind of leads you to believe that? I mean, that, that's an interesting comment. Well, so I mean, I, I think people have this tendency to most people our age dudes tend to think of comics like as Marvel and DC, and maybe you think of some image books every once in a while, and that's kind of a you know, I think comic book stores think of it that way too. But if you ever go to a bookstore, I mean, we're a tiny percentage of that, uh, and it, it's it's definitely you know, manga is huge. YA books, uh, the sales numbers on something like um, Rainer Pelgemeier's books, like Smile or Guts, uh, it's more than pretty much every Marvel book that came out that month when she releases one. And you know, so I'm talking about the medium of comics, not superheroes, because that's just yeah. a but the medium of comics is is for readers, and an unfortunate truth uh, is that teenage boys have tended not to be readers, and they're getting worse. Uh, you know, they go right from being a kid to video games, and they don't ever read. and And so, there's a reason there's no section in a bookstore, you know, aimed specifically at teenage boys because they're not they're not big readers. Uh, and so, I, you know, the growing the most growing quadrant of comics is. Is definitely YA books. It is most definitely manga, um, and so that's the ma real mainstream. I mean, I'm with you guys. I grew up reading Marvel, DC, but a lot of indie books and stuff too. But um, but that's we're the outsiders. We're the weirdos, and and so you know the the fact that that the that quadrant reads is why I say it's so hard to get teenage boys to read. Anything. I mean, it's impossible. Oh, it's almost impossible. Uh, and so, you know, you definitely, you'll see like books like, um, one punch man or one piece will definitely connect with, with teenage boys, but it's just not even close to, you know, the, the bigger readership of, of, you know, the, the American teenage girl. So are you an anime person? Is there anime that you like? Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'd well, like to. Uh, you know, when Kira, when I saw Kira when I was a teenager, it blew my fucking mind. And yes, obviously there are there are things I like. Um, the, the sort of current stuff and especially the sort of culture around it, I don't care for at all. 
and you know, I occasionally, I, you know, manga's comics to me, I don't care. A Japanese comic is the same as a European comic is the same as an American comic mm -hmm. to me. I don't give a shit. But so there's, there's certainly anime manga I like, uh, but I don't like the culture around that stuff either. It's, a lot of it is weird, and um, I don't know. Somehow they like hate American comics, even though you know, I mean. One Punch Man is basically an homage to 90s superheroes. And so I don't understand the hate and it's very confusing to me, but um, <laughs> but it turns me off of manga for sure. Uh, if, if the culture, you know, to me, it's again, it's just comics. I don't care. But, um, I don't, I'm not into anime and, um, you know, occasionally something will fall in my lap and I'll be like, oh, that's pretty cool. But generally, not really. What was the last thing? What was the last thing that fell in your lap? You were like, oh, that is cool. Akira. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> Robotech. Robotech. Yeah, no, it was more recent. Um, I, I, I caught a couple of recent sort of um, cyberpunk stuff I, I thought was pretty cool. Um, you know, the one the one that I think most that I, I was the biggest fan of was the Blood series. I, I thought those were pretty amazing. Um, uh, you know, uh, Blood the Last Vampire. I thought those were great. I, I, I picked those up whenever they do a reboot, um, and which is often. Uh, and then, uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I probably, I, I know a lot of the titles because I teach at a college. So the kids are always telling me uh, anime that they're watching. But, you know, I tried to watch One Piece and I was like, this is not for me. And I, I tried to watch, I like One Punch Man. One Punch Man is cool. I really like One Punch Man. Sure. Uh, I picked up the manga that and I thought it was pretty amazing. But, you know, One Piece, it's, you know, I, I don't get it. I don't need to get it. It's fine. Um but I mean, again, to me, it's weird that we call it something else. It's just Japanese comics. It's not. Yeah. It doesn't even mean anything other than Japanese comic. That's all it means. So <laughs> it's weird sure. to me. Is that why you think we're seeing more of like uh, manga style, kind of drifting over into American comics like Marvel with covers like the. Peach, and yeah. You're you're starting to see a little bit more of it. Do you think it's they're they're trying to get that fan base over to comics or? They have done just because they don't. They have done absolutely nothing to get those fans. <laughs> <laughs> they have done nothing. But um, the artists that are coming up are influenced. They did grow up on that stuff. Every yeah. and the crazy thing about Japanese comics is how pervasive that market and how every Italian artist and there's a lot of Italian artists working in American comics grew mm -hmm. up on some American comics, lots of European comics, and mostly manga. Every Brazilian artist grew up on manga. Every uh, you know. French artists, every French artist grew up on, on manga. So manga, manga is, the Japanese stuff is very pervasive and it has influenced generations. And, you know, that you'll see, you're going to see that effect for the next 20 years. Um, you just think as the next generation of artists and stuff are coming in, you're you're seeing that influence more. Absolutely. I, I mean, yeah. you know, Peach Momoko is a great one. She, uh, Sometimes. You know, but she's influenced <laughs> by that stuff, right? She comes yeah. from the world. And so her stuff hits, I think, with a certain kind of reader who is, you know, 19 to 28 or something who grew up a manga and who's interested in Marvel stuff, but who has a, a background in some amount of manga. And, you know, uh, and, and, you know, when I was a kid, I, I bought Japanese comics all the time. Uh, they were around when I was a kid. Dark Horse was publishing stuff, you know, some of the classic stuff. Uh, Rome Wolf and Cub was coming out when I was 10. So like they've been here for a long time, but they the pervasiveness of them now is much more than American comics. There, it is easier to find a manga book in any American city than it is to find an American comic. That's that's a fact. 
So, you know, the effect is going to continue for 20 years, 30 years, probably. So I've got, got, go ahead, Sam. I have a non manga related question. Um, You mentioned earlier that you, you you mentioned earlier that uh, Star Trek, you'd you'd be more apt to write Star Trek than Star Wars. Um, How disappointed are you? That there is not a Darmok and Jalada Tanagra series. <laughs> I don't even know who that is. And, uh, and would I, you ride it? I don't know who it is. I my Star Wars thing is the the original series. Like I I don't I don't know. This is probably weird. I'm not like a huge um, current. Like when I sit down at night after I've just spent the whole day writing superheroes and science fiction and fantasy, I tend to watch documentaries and crime stuff. I'll be honest. Uh, mm. You know, I do occasionally catch some stuff. You know, I loved The Boys. I loved, um, you know, I, there's absolutely stuff I catch. And I, I love horror movies. I watch horror movies all the time. I've never gotten sick of horror movies. But, like, to me, the essence of Star Trek is the OG. The original series, I've watched it more than once. It is perfect. It is it's a cultural, iconic thing for multiple reasons. Um, but, you know, I've, I've never seen anything past Voyager, honestly. Uh, you know, I'll catch episodes of shit, and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. Um, and I watch all the movies, you know, because I, I'll sit through any movie. But uh, you know, I'm. Yeah, do you remember? Do you remember uh, that episode of Next Generation? You did you watch Next Generation? I saw it when it came out, and I've seen some of it since. Yeah. Do you remember the one where Picard ends up on the planet with a guy who only talks in memes? <laughs> I've seen the reference since then. I can faintly remember it. Yeah, I, I faintly remember it. Yeah, uh, he kept saying he keeps he keeps saying Dharma can gelata Tanagra. It's just a meme. Like he's just talking in memes. And I was that's like, we need somebody to write that story, to talk about it, what it, happened. It, Star Trek is always ahead of its time, so that they predicted what 2023 would be like where everybody just talks in memes. There you go. That's the <laughs> amazing so, time So people are saying James Gunn is the he's gonna fix DC. Do you believe that James Gunn is going to be the savior of DC? DC films, DC extended yeah. universe films. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I don't know. Well, I, the whole thing is very confusing to me, from because I kind of know I I used to know James. I I you know he's a trauma guy. I I was a trauma guy, and mm-hmm. you know he, he. I think he can do, or at least. He can do what they probably need, which is find the weirdest stuff and make it mainstream, which is what he did at Marvel. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was not a top 10 series. He recognized Groot was not a popular character. You know, Rocky Raccoon, when he, even when he debuted the original um, you know, series that Mike Mignola drew, was not a huge success. James is a great, he's got this sense of, um, this is a great idea. It may not be popular in the comics, but it'll be great. And I think the the thing that DC has been beheld to for too long, probably, is like these are our iconic lunchbox characters, but they may not be the easiest ones to make films out of. And so, you know, I think James is your guy to go in and be like, here's your catalog, Creature Commandos will be a great fun cartoon, and he'll do it. And that's what they that's what they've had trouble doing, I think. Uh, you know, I still think there's a tendency to I'll be honest, to go a little too adult with, with their stuff. Because um, there's a cynicism, I think, that the Snyder stuff had, which was a mainstream. It killed it. The mainstream doesn't want to do that. Mm. And, you know, sure, the fans do. The hardcore fans, sure. And the edgelords, and, and okay, sure. 
But you know, like my mom will sit down for any Marvel movie, but you know, when she, when you give her like grim Superman, she's like, I'm fucking checking out. I'm gonna go eat some popcorn and watch uh, Tombstone. Or what what is that show? Yellowstone, right? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I I, I, have to, I always trust James Vision. He he's a uh, he's a cinema guy. He understands like what a movie needs to be, and he understands the audience. So I think they're in good shape. You know, I'm really curious to see how they're going to do the Authority. I can't. I'm not sure how you do a team that makes fun of the JLA when you also own the JLA. That seems, you know, that seems like a tough idea to me, but. I trust that he can pull it off, you know, kind of counterproductive. Have, have you emailed him yet? And he says, you know, I did this comic about uh, Grace being a secret spy. It might be a pretty good movie. Well, I mean, my, <laughs> my friend, Tom, you know, talks to him. Like I, I used to talk to James. I, I, he, you know, I don't know. Comics is weird. It's weird. These are people. We all know each other. That, that's, that's, that's the reality. When the hack slash movie was going around, I suggested James Gunn as the screenwriter back when he did um, Slither. And mm-hmm. as far as, you know, I was like, here, this is the guy you got to hire. And they said, oh, yeah, we like Slither. Didn't he do Scooby-Doo? And I was like, yeah. Like, oh, no, no, no dice. <laughs> like, <laughs> so stupid. And obviously Hollywood is, can be so short-sighted. And I, I hope that executive is so embarrassed now that James is probably his fucking boss. But, uh, you know, <laughs> the, to me, like, that, that's the, you know, the short-sightedness of this stuff and people who can get things done. And I think James, his biggest skill is he can take shit and the internet can be fucking mad and they can say that we'll revolt and we will install Zack Snyder's King. He doesn't care. And that's a power. That's a superpower, you know, that that's going to be necessary because they changed course and they changed course with some passionate fans, not enough to keep anything alive. We know that because the Snyder version of the DLA was not a success. Um, So, you know, I, I think he's the guy. He's, he's a smart guy. He's a funny guy. He loves comics. He's always loved comics. Uh, you know, and he's not going to screw over the creators, which is awesome. So, yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it. I do have some questions, but that's okay because I'm not a movie guy. Hey, James, I got this new book called Local Man that might make a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> he knows where I stand. He knows I always liked his stuff. He knows I recommended him for jobs. But, you know, he works at Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers does Warner Brothers properties. They're not going to pick up stuff you know so uh you can do you something know. on the side no he can't no no i probably can't contract though so, you know i mean i'm king all the time he and he, he was working on they're doing the supergirl movie together so uh, you know. which i heard was a good read it's great if you like stuff about sort of parental relationships and it's a great story about fathers and daughters and yeah uh, Beautiful book. It's, it's beautifully drawn. It's it's my favorite of comic books, and that's I don't say that easily. I really like. It. I love the way he drew. He wrote Batman. So did I yeah. until the wedding. Until the wedding, and he dropped the well. You know who am I to judge him? He dropped the ball in the wedding. That's kind of where I fell off. But before that, it was really good. The thing is, the wedding things is never going to be able. They're never going to marry them off for real life as a marketing decision. So it's like. You know, it's a great story idea, but it's always going to get in a way that that you're going to bump into the. That's the thing with superhero comics, especially. I mean, big two superhero comics is that they are constrained by the the, the marketing. You know, so like the, the the part the these are lunchboxes. They're lunchboxes. That that's the reality. They are going to sell toys, and they're going to sell 
you know, uh, sweaters, and they're going to sell this shit before that, you know, you can't ruin them with, with comics. Uh, I think, and I worked on the wedding stuff with Tom, and I think he did everything he could, and his job, I think, was to tell a personally affecting story, and, and that's what he's so good at. That's that's his superpower. It's like, he can make you weep for fucking Booster Gold or, you know, Two-Face or whatever. He can just make you care, and that's his superpower. Well, his mir- Tom Keen, his, uh, is it Miracle Man? Mr. Miracle. It's, That's my favorite. I've heard it's one of the like phenomenal. Like it Supergirl, is. I didn't read, but I listened to guys who explained it. It's and great. Just the premise of it, I was telling Mr. Kyle that Supergirl goes off planet to a different sun to celebrate her birthday, to have some drinks. To get drunk, yeah. Yeah. To get That's- drunk. And then, you know, madness ensues. But, you know, yeah. she's got PTSD from a planet being, being blown up. And she's has she's having issues with Superman because it's her famous cousin. Yeah, I could see that working if it's done well on screen or 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 in HBO Max. James like, I, good. I mean, it'll be. It'll, I'm sure Tom will work on the screenplay. It'll be good. That if you haven't read that one, read that in Mister Miracle. That's the two best Tom King books for sure. I mean, a lot of people like Adam Strange more. I like Mister Miracle personally much more than Adam Strange. But those are the two greatest Tom things. Like sure so there's Super. a lot of sorry there's a lot of variants coming out for local man number one did you get to approve them all did you get to look at them first because there's a lot of, you know I drew, a lot most of people. Of them. I drew most of them and i drew them on because they were set the timeline for these was so crazy i on christmas day i drew two covers and thanksgiving i drew the other one so uh yeah i they were not only did i approve them i drew the bastard uh three, three, four of them. <laughs> So yeah, uh, and, and like, store variants. So they're like you know the store orders their own batch, and they if they do a sort of minimum order of like five hundred or something, they get they can have uh, their own cover. So a lot of times they'll they'll have a local artist do it, so that that artist can come in and do a signing, or they'll have us right. do it. So you know we for fun we did sort of homages to uh, some of our favorite image comics. So we did one of Darker Image, which was uh, that. Uh, anthology series we did a cover of that we did one of spawn nine which is the debut of angela and we also did one of a uh, gen 13 uh, wizard cover the wizard the wizard yeah. cover that's a great one yeah. yeah but we also all those were for for our own fun they were also books that were because the book because logman is about controversy all those books were controversial in some way uh you know obviously spawn the debut of angela neil gaiman uh eventually wanting ownership so that's why we did that one and then uh, Darker Image at the time was supposed to be an anthology. One issue came out, uh, and that was right. a big thing. And then uh, just the sort of wizardification of the 90s, of you know, sort of turning everything into an investment, uh, that was a big part of our approach. So we did mm. those things that we liked, but it was also like part of our our thinking on this. And, and the reason Local Man where, or Trostjack has a shield is a sort of homage to when Rob Liefeld did uh, Fighting American. He had... Uh, Fighting American have a shield, and he got in trouble with with Marvel. Uh, so all those things are sort of us having a good time with, um, you know, with ideas and things from the '90s that we thought were interesting. Yeah, like I'm looking at some of the other covers from the next few issues. Yeah, like I was just I was just looking at this one. Yeah, I didn't want to do a big fist cover, so we got a big fist cover. Almost reminds me of the Pantera cover. Pantera, yeah. there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, fucking hostile. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just gonna ask Tim. Any uh, I can't ask for a spoiler for. I want to ask for a spoiler for West of Sundown, but how long is that book gonna go? As long as you'll buy it. Uh, (laughs) I'm buying it. I'm buying it because I think it's a. I think it's fucking good. So the the way that we've done uh, things, I learned my lesson is to do things in sort of you know, story arc because yes. readers, they look for ways to jump off otherwise. And so you mm-hmm. just kind of give them a way to be like, here is a story. You can read this. It'll be, it'll be collected. Um, so this particular arc, uh, you know, wraps that issue 10. And yeah. then you know, we've, so we, we set this up for that. We can sort of step back. Hey, how's this doing? How's this doing in the book market, which is our major, that's where we sell most of our, our books is in the book market. not in comic book. Um, So, the way Aaron and I planned this book was very specific. The first arc we knew was going to be to sort of get the band together, and it was going to be very much based around Southwestern, right. uh, you know, myths, but having these characters get together. So, you know, Frankenstein's monster, yeah. uh, Invisible Man, our vampire character, our, our human guy, Dooley, sure. and then the characters from the West. And then the second arc we knew was going to be Dr. Moreau, and we definitely know who is in the third arc because they show up at the end of issue 10. Yes. Uh, that's right. Yes. It was not 10 yet. It hasn't come out. But no, no, not 10. I'm not nine. I'm waiting on to come, but I, I've read up to eight. Okay. Nine, yeah. It's picking yeah, it's, it's catches a good steam. It's good. And then like is where you find out who the next, the next arc is about. Cause it will be quite obvious. Uh, but okay. so we built it as sort of like, and I hate that this is where we've come with comics, but kind of like seasons. Like it's it's yeah. very much around building the characters up. Hellboy does a similar thing where, you know, we get contained stories. So, you know, this arc will have an ending, but it sets up the next one. Uh, it's just a good way to do indie comics because so much of our business is outside of comics. Do you feel you kind of write to TV or movie now where you have to do arcs and like compressed series? No, I don't. Not the TVs or movies, but I definitely. It's a. I, I definitely. Well, write. I mean, the like the story, like the like, if you keep it self compressed, because a lot of these comics are getting option now and things like that. Yeah, I never write to that because I know that's a losing battle. Like, I need to sell <laughs> comics. You know, if I get a check, great. But I need to sell comics. That's my job, and I can't survive on option money because it's shit. Like you know, if I get an option money for for something, I mean, I, I, if I'm lucky, you know, it's now it's like ten thousand dollars, and then I guess kind of like that. a placeholder. Yeah, it's, a pla- yeah, it's not good. It's not good enough to to chase it. So I need to make comics that sell. That's my job. You know, having something option helps sell the comic. Which again, I don't love that, but that's where we are. So. Um, right. You know, I'm, I'll happily take that. I'll do the deals. I'll, I'll play the game. Um, but my job is making comics that sell. And even more than that, my job is making trade paperbacks that sell. And so that is the way that I approach, for, as from a business standpoint, okay. that's my job, right? So um, okay. you know, I that's think fair. the world has become oriented around the idea of seasons. Uh, and that's fairly recent. That's only the last, what, 10 years. This idea right. that you know, TV shows have these sort of character arcs you can watch shows that started 10 years ago, like Justified. It didn't start out with season-long arcs. It had 
Raylan would chase some bad guy. Raylan chases some bad guy. It was every episode was, but then Breaking Bad did the season arcs. And, and so we've all been sort of oriented towards that, I think. And it helps right. because you can collect those as trades. And, and that's really where I sell comics. You know, I mean, Hackslash as a monthly sells like tops 12,000 copies, let's say. But as a trade, it's sold like 65,000, 75,000 copies. So, you wow. know, that's my business, right? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll uh, let's do this. Let share this one more time. We've taken up an hour of your Saturday night. I know you got a family. You're more than welcome to stay, but everybody go get Local Man when it comes out. I hope everybody already got it on their FOC. Cause I, but it yeah, comes out February 22nd. Right. Yep. So, but thanks for coming and hanging out. You're more than welcome to hang out, and we're going to do the worst and best covers of the week next. All right. But, we understand you got a family, but you're more than welcome to hang out. Yep. Eight o'clock is my daughter's bedtime. So I'm going to finish here and perfect put my timing. Uh, but I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for, for talking to me. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for book. coming on. Yeah. Have a good night. You too, Thank you too, Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Awesome. Good job, that was a lot guys. Of fun. I really wanted to know what his. Uh, favorite crime documentary is right now and why it would be kind of a wielding ask, hitchhiker i wanted to ask him too <laughs> i wanted to ask him too but i didn't want to i had already like cut him off like twice and i didn't want to i didn't want to do it three times yeah we, we we can't geek out and be nerds well i'm I, not I, but nerd, i totally wanted obviously. to grow my like, what are you watching what are you watching like because that's all i watch at night too is 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 that's the only thing i really watch now too is crime documentaries and stuff like that so that's it uh have you ever called a McDonald's and told the manager that you were a police officer? So you could get a free Big Mac? <laughs> Dude, that no, was that, so crazy that that, 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 was, that happened. You didn't watch that one, Lopez? No, I did. It, no, I, I also remember when it happened. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? There was a dude that was in Florida, and he was calling oh, different, Florida, man. Is different that McDonald's is? and different like chain, like different restaurants in little cities, and he was like, Somehow convincing like the managers to get like to strip employees search, strip, to strip, strip search, search employees, employees. And then wow. perform <laughs> sexual acts on them. Yeah, while what? he listened on the phone. What the fuck? And he did yeah, it for years. Wild. And they got and they found out who he was. They caught him, and they couldn't do anything because they couldn't really prove that he was actually the guy on the phone. And he turned out he was a cop or a corrections officer. He was a corrections officer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I could I could That's eat crazy. Some Big Macs right now, dude. It's crazy. Special thank you, solid. thank you. It was a lot of fun talk. It's you know, it's it's easy talking to someone like Tim because we all know his his work. You know, like like when I said that can't Matt mistake was, him for a gimp. No, like that was <laughs> that was there when I was grilling Tim about Nightwing. Like I was like grilling him to the point where I actually was like feeling bad because I was like. This is what you need to do with him. Are you going to do was, this? Are you going to do that? Why is it like this? This is, you know, and I was like, was he slowly it, reaching for his phone to call security? No, I was over interviewing Scott Snyder, and I just look over, and Kyle's got a lot of hand flailing going on, and a lot of like, like hard pointing, and I was like, like uh, holding up issues, like and, and pointing to it, and it was just very so for, for absolute geek. We got to go to WonderCon and cover the rebirth thing, so then we we got to go in. And we got to sit there and interview whoever we wanted. 
So like Matt went to Scott Snyder and I was like, dude, Tim Seeley, I want Tim Seeley. That's my dude. And I just, <laughs> and I was Rebirth. just like, what about he, this? He wrote Rebirth, Nightwing, huh? Yeah. Man, I, I, controversial right here. When I, when I read Rebirth, that's the only DC era that I've read. And if I had to compare it to what I was reading at Marvel and whatever Thank other you, books I was reading, Rebirth was better than what I was reading at Marvel, except Captain Marvel and Daredevil. But Rebirth, Suicide Squad, Titans, Young Justice. Like if we, are, if we got, if we ever got Joshua Williamson on the show, I would do the same thing. Like oh I would just God. geek out because <laughs> Detective Comics, right? No, he did Flash. He well, he did. He he ended up yes, but when he in he did Flash, uh, he did Flash uh, Rebirth, and like I didn't read that he one. he turned me into like the hugest Flash fan. Like I was like. Like talking to him would have put me like weak at the knees, you know what I mean? Like, so, but like, yeah, like I was, I almost felt bad because I was like, I was just so excited to be able to talk to Tim. And then he came for a con here and I fucking did it again. <laughs> and then I made him draw it. I didn't make him, I paid him. Like, you know, he drew, he drew me a really cool Nightwing sketch and like, no, know, not like that, like this. No, not like that, like this. <laughs> and like, you know, and then like, you know, Brian grills him about G.I. Joe because he's a huge G.I. Joe guy. Love G.I. Joe, man. You know? Yeah. Like, I'll you could go and find his art, man. Like, I, that was some of it. it but he does this. I was looking on that page. Yeah, I'm going to look, uh, look it up. See if he and can you can see Captain other Marvel. stuff he's drawn. He's drawn awesome Transformers. He's drawn awesome fucking He-Man shit. And he, he just, he's a great artist and a great... And you know, and it's funny too because you could see how a simple person I am. Like the roadie, yeah, it's about rock and roll and possession. And it's like he's right. got this deep fucking like rooted thing that he and, and I just and I look at it as rock it, and yeah. roll and possession. You know what I mean? You could tell father like, and daughter. Yeah, see how you, you can tell how down? simple of a person that I am. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't look into things. Like trust me, I I could I could have read. That thing could have been a hundred issues, and I never would have got that that deep level out of it that he well, actually put well, into it. I mean, that goes to show to his creativity too, because he's yeah. sitting here talking. When I asked him about Spider Gwen, and he's like, "Oh, well, Peach Momoko just sent me a couple designs of her characters, and I, I just made it work. I just do what I needed to do." Like, it's like, damn, dude. Like, I wish I could just think of something like that. You look at something, and be like, "Oh, I'm gonna write this, and this is gonna happen, and this is this." It's like, you, shit. You, you probably do it all. We, we, we probably all do it. Every day at home in our oh, heads. No, no. I, I mean, I've got I, stacks of Darth Lopez fan fiction over here. Like, yeah, I, I, I can, I can well, truly I'm tell you the bromance between you and Marco. That's like the number yeah, one. Mar I can't wait to publish that. That's one. my guy. You no, see the sketch he has. He's, he's got the Darth. Look at this. Matt sent me the sketch. It's it's you're standing like sideways like this, and since Marco's about to write here on you. And his shirt's <laughs> off, and you're like, your uh -oh. arms are around him, and, and, and Marco has okay. these, Kyle. and Marco has these abs, and like, oh. it's it's, Mist, you know, and, and Marco's Kyle. got this long hair that's like blowing in the wind. Oh, dude, it's it's Mr. Kyle, it's that crazy. might be a write up. That might right be a write up. You, dude, it's real though. You can only write it up. You can only write it up. Real quick, you have to go for training. Real quick, just just think about it. He's at home with his daughter, like. 
I had kids after 42. Me and a dude is the same age. My first son was born the year April before the pandemic, right? So just think about it. He's at home. He's an artist. He's a drawer. He's just thinking, oh, I have a daughter now. That's like, the title of the goes book. Off the comic book world. Yeah. Easy formula. And he just wrote something down and you get roadie. Smooth Listen, and I'm telling you right now, the, the issue the, I'm the working on right Marco now, Lopez. Lopez and Marco go to Galaxy's Edge is a banger. And the cover is you standing there with Marco on your shoulders, full size Marco on your shoulders, with little Mickey Mouse ears <laughs> and a and a Disney balloon. Like he's super excited. Here's what I want. I want the first annual Renovision, Reno Renomania. And I want Marco in the center of a ring, no DQ, pin false count anywhere. That's what I want. You gotta That's get past me in Tetris first, buddy. Oh, no problem. All day. And you know, hey, checkers, I mean, excuse me, spades, I mean, excuse me, pinochle, uh, monopoly. Dude, it would be so funny to see the Magic Scrabble. Kingdom Lopez with, with Marco on his shoulders with, with Disney ears and a, and a Mickey Mouse. I don't think he can do it. I would, yeah, bro, so I want shit. And throw his clone. With, no, Marco's so like, oh! No, I got to write myself up because I was going to bring up his clone, Wayseeker. And I'll have a handicap handicap match with both of them. Bring the bell. <laughs> ding ding. No, see now I'm gonna now we're gonna get banned. We're gonna get the red flag by yeah. corporate. Lopez and Marco on a romantic. Yep. Oh, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> like one of those Harlequin novels. Marco would eat Lopez's lunch all day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's awesome. I do it. I'm, That's I horrible. Please send well, me know. somebody hey. out there. Please send me some rough sketches. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, we got let, let, Let's draw it up. We get the contract. Our, this squad right here versus the tax show and dodgeball all day, every day. We've got Sam. It's a it's, it's exactly. a dead given. It's a runaway. Uh, if if you guys really do want some stories, I have written some crazy stories. And uh, you, you know, I would love for them to be made into comic books for sure. Mm. I'm too simple-minded to make stuff like that. I had this one. I had this one where my brother said my brother had asked me <laughs> to make a story about a mannequin, and so it was like it was like this girl goes to the mall, and yeah. anyway, it, it's it's cool. There's mannequins. It's fun. They come to life. I've got a story. I've heard you tell. You've told me that pitch. Yeah, I've got a pretty good story. Um, it's it's about the first STD of the virtual world, and it's when you get online, and then your friend goes and bangs some yes. virtual girl, and then all of a sudden his avatar starts to grow these warts and shit all over, but he can't see it, but everybody else sees it. And the story is just this guy gets worse and worse, like Akira, like you know, and he's just like gets huge and nasty. Like, but this dude's like, erroneous, oh. erroneous, erroneous on both counts. Erroneous, <laughs> erroneous. You got something Akira, drawn on your forehead. Speaking of Akira, <laughs> that's part of my uh, my big news today. It, it will happen. <laughs> All right, let's. Let's go to the. Can, can you say that like Optimus Prime? Because that does sound like Optimus Prime. <laughs> All 
Are right. we doing best and worst I'm covers? Your monkey. Hey, Hartman's back. <laughs> Let's do best and worst covers. All I got to say real quick, Lopez, is when you and Marco wrestle, just be careful. Remember, he's greasy. That's, that's what he said. He even said it himself. He's like, I'm greasy. So. Yeah, I caught that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the other, it's the other way around. Yeah. Marco's the wife. Lopez is the man. Oh. <laughs> he's, you know, don't think he's not watching. Lopez is the man. <laughs> Dude, we need that as a verbatim soundbite. Every time, every time Lopez gives up, good Lopez is the man. Marco would be all in on a Lopez salad buffet. Who's that handsome man? George. Make sure that salad gets George. George. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome, Hartman. I'm handsome. I'm ruggedly handsome. That is true. Ruggedly handsome. <laughs> All right. First bad cover of the week. Her name has been mentioned quite a bit tonight. Uh, Dark Web final number one. Peach Momoko. Ben Riley cover. The one thing that I really get is looks like he's wearing a high heel right here. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> Almost okay, like a bad thing. Whose feet would you rather have, Peach her. Momoko or Rob Liefeld? Peach, because I think if it really came down to it, she could actually draw a decent foot. Yeah. Oops. I think this one's better than the last one she did for Dark Web. Dude, she did a shitload of covers this week. And they were That's all it. equally bad. That's a weird W, too. There's a lot of W going on there. God, just... Yeah. The heel, the, the, him wearing a high heel, just like, hmm. yeah, you can't unsee that, can you? No, it's bad. Yeah. Next up, we have the one in one hundred, Maria Wolf variant for um, Blade. What was the name of the book? Uh, Bloodline, <laughs> Daughter of Blade. Bloodline. Yeah. Yeah. It's horrible. It's bad. Look at this funky bat up here in the top left. Like, they're even funky looking bats. Yeah. I'm starting to think that they are, Brucifer. <laughs> and that's a one in 100, which will, will probably be like a $25 book. I imagine you could probably see like help or something written out in, in your drawings. <laughs> Save like me. The legs, the legs are like, help me. <laughs> Actually, I kind of see it in the back. <laughs> it's like if you look when at those legs, they spell something. Yeah, it's like Aladdin, right? <laughs> yeah, like five the F word in Aladdin? <laughs> Use the black light. It, you can see it in the black. Yeah, light. there's gonna be like black light codes and shit. Like, <laughs> put black light over. Those, those spell, put the, look at that in a mirror, and it probably spells something. <laughs> reminds me. Of, uh, go back. Go back. It reminds me of like the Gremlins poster from uh, the '80s, right? If you're ever in a kidnap situation, don't make your secret messages so difficult. It's like an 80s movie poster. Layla, look at his face. Look at the smile. <laughs> he looks like he looks like you're doing something today. 
Yeah, I don't know what he looks like. It's bad. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> you see my white man? <laughs> boy, I tell you what, boy. We're going to kill some vampires. Next, we got the Runa uh, Miles Morales. I believe this is the A cover. Spider-Man. Yeah, it is. It's the Dyke ruin this cover. Um, the it's reason I picked this one, first off, is the fuck is wrong with his head? Yeah. He's got an alien head. The cyborg. What the fuck is up with that? I don't like the font. Really oh. do not like the font. Yeah, it's got that uh, crystal skull. Skull. Yeah. It's got that Stay. elongated cartoon. Homo, homo erectus head. So, that's. Oh, look. So. Bucks. <laughs> Next up, we have uh, Vampirella Year One. She <laughs> has an overbite. <laughs> looks like a mess. It does look like a mess. It, it looks like, I mean, I'm assuming she's supposed to be pregnant. That's why she's got the pickles and ice cream and the big belly, but just the face is like, yeah, she she looks like she my got pretty, like a surprise pegging face. while she was opening the door, the fridge. Oh, she looks like Sarah Silverman. It looks like she was going in for, for a little no. bit something extra and the Taco Bell just hit. And she's like, oh, oh she looks shit. Like, uh, Courtney, <laughs> is it Courtney Cox after her after her plastic plastic surgery. Does look like Courtney <laughs> Cox. I was thinking the same thing, Astro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like she looks like 90s Courtney Cox. <laughs> yeah, but moving on to our best coverage of the week, we have another Miles Morales <laughs> Spider Man number three. Oh, uh, my back Lashley my cover, back. copy Lashley cover. It's yeah, a good one. good one, copy Lashley. A lot better than the fucking alien head one. Yeah. 25 copies. Is that a real name? I, I mean, the canon, this white leg day, I'll tell you that. I don't like that name. That's not his name. It's uh, I was gonna say his, his Ken, name's Lafayette. Ken, Ken Lashley. <laughs> oh, it's the twenty-five copy Lashley cover. Yeah, yeah. Who's copy Ashley? <laughs> Lashley. Anyways. Uh, Batman Legends of Gotham number one. Uh, Jason, I'm not even gonna pronounce that last name. Cedre's cardstock cover. Bobby Lashley dress drawn comics. Yes, anyway. Bobby Lashley. <laughs> it's a good cover. Uh, her waist is a little long. Her, uh, that's called her she back. Just looks like a big circle. Back waist, Botox. Booty. Like a blowfish. Booty. I like Is that. that Katana. Was that Katana? Yes. Yeah. And I suggest not getting killed by her because her sword will trap your soul. Same. Yes. I the like Firstborn's number like two one. Pantera homage yep. cover. It's a vulgar display of power, and that's My what I was getting at with the with the. Cover two of Local Man is it's. Just, I was wondering if that's where they were going with as well was the vulgar display of power homage. Hmm. 
but this is actually a vulgar yeah. play of power homage. So. Next up, we have a bone chick. Bone chick. It's pretty cool. I don't know who yeah, it is, it, but look at it. It's nice. It is a nice cover. Yeah. And now we got time for big news in anime with Mr. Sam. What up? Call the cops. They're here. Don't say nothing. Don't talk to cops. Jordan Peele recently did a podcast where he discussed the Akira movie, live action movie project that he was attached to for a short time. Um, He (sighs) explained to the podcast, and we've mentioned Akira a couple times tonight, uh, explained why he ended up not doing it. He said, it's a project I'm so passionate about. I'm glad I didn't do it. Because he would have fucking ruined it. Because I feel like staying away from trying to interpret that IP set me on the path of creating something new. But I want to see Neo Tokyo. I want to see an all Japanese cast. And I want to feel immersed in the world the way of the films in and the manga. Um, what do you guys think? You, you bummed that Jordan Peele dropped uh, the Akira movie? or No, or, uh, dude, that no. dude makes garbage movies. You know, like, uh, do you want to see an Akira movie, Sam? You know, I don't feel like uh, a lot of anime properties get very well adapted, and I feel mm-hmm. like Akira is pretty far out there with a lot of the stuff. In the final <laughs> act. Like, just don't do it. So just, it's no. gonna be tough. It's gonna be really tough. Yeah, because how well is the rape scene in the first ten minutes of the movie? The actual movie can well, go over. But would they do the Akira movie or would they do like, would they do it based on the books or would they do it more from yeah, the original so, movie? So for anybody who's a fan of the, of the animation, uh, but didn't read the, the manga, there's still like another, a whole nother volume after the end of the movie uh, worth of content that, that is done in the, in the manga. Um, so you know, there's there's lots of ways you could adapt it. I mean, I I could see it being like a three or four film series, honestly. Would you start from the beginning, or would you go where they left off in the movie? I'll start at the beginning. Yeah, start at the beginning. About, who, who did Alita, the Battle Angel? Is that Spielberg or who, uh, who Cameron. did that? Cameron? Uh, James Cameron? No, yeah. Robert Rodriguez. Produced by James Cameron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Produced by James Cameron, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Do you think if somebody His did names in there, somebody like that were to get involved with it, that it would have potential? Well, I mean, it has potential either way, but and they all have potential. That's why they're they're yeah. being adapted at all. But um, no, you're yeah. being adapted. It all comes down to <laughs> it all comes down to understanding the subtext, and and that's really the part where everybody subtext kind of fails. You know, subtext. Say AI adapted. Sub, you rearrange the the letters in subset subtext, and it spells butt sex. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Sex. There's just this 
uh, hip hop guy I used to like. His name was a Smoothie, and he did a song called Butt Sex. <laughs> yeah, it's just dys dyslexic. Was it messy? There you go. All right, let's hit that next bad. slide. Chainsaw Man Blu-rays are underperforming. Uh, oh. If you look at the sales figures for the Blu-rays, they came the in well like under. Blu-rays still. Yeah, who's really buying Blu-rays, right? But Blu-rays are the eight-track of DVDs. Yeah, that's what they're no, that's what they're doing to kind of track the sales. And and there's a concern that if the sales figures aren't there, Chainsaw Man may not be produced by an expensive studio like Studio Mappa, who produced the first season. Uh, and how much might, are they? It might go the way. It might go the way that. Uh, uh, One Punch Man did after its first season where they went to a, a cheaper studio that really um, did a poor job or a poorer job of the animation in the first season. What's the what MSRP on their DVDs or Blu-rays? 64 you know? 22 I think it's 20, 25 bucks. That's not too bad. Huh. Who the buys but it is hard to sell something that you can find on streaming, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, something that you already just watched on Hulu or whatever. But I hate to say it, the people who are buying Blu-rays are guys like me, who are stuck with physical media in their head and Smurfs. <clears throat> and, and Smurfs, absolutely, Smurfette. Blu-ray, and they support hot, their hot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I right? I mean, DVDs. the kids that are and, Ray, and guys named Ray, that they spy too. Yeah. The kids today that are watching this aren't going out and buying Blu-rays. They're downloading it, or they're just watching it on Crunchyroll and Hulu. Yeah, and, that, that's where I watch it. You know, so yeah. why would they buy the Blu-ray? Why? Yeah, know. because you're paying, and I can see a lot of it too. Yeah. People, you're paying for your Crunchyroll membership uh, already. Right. Unless you're adding stuff onto the Blu-ray, like uh, director's commentary, and and even kids don't even care about that shit, but. I mean, at least have something extra on there to make it worthwhile to buy the the Blu-ray. Yeah, I think the the number one on this Fatality. list. Sell, they didn't sell more than ten thousand Blu-rays. Yeah, they uh, probably. This is, these these are Japanese um, figures. Right. Um, I think they dipped their toe in something that they shouldn't have been putting it into Blu-ray because they they're making money on the streaming. I think. I guess they make money on the streaming. Yeah, you would think so. Because they, they do license that to Crunchyroll or to the other services around yeah. the world. Right. Yeah. Anyway, something interesting I, people are kind of worried about, but they, so they want to make sure that... What they should do is they should go off of clicks on Crunchyroll, and they should go off of like... Yeah, they should go off, go off of like actual ratings of people watching it. Um, but their concern is that if if it doesn't make enough money or it underperforms in sales, then they'll have to find a cheaper studio, which would be a real disappointment. Sounds stupid. Hmm. Finally, for a big news, we've got the WTF manga of the week, which is Oritama, or in the as the English call it, my balls. Oh in yeah. This, in this story, we have Kota is the main character. Kota has a a female demon queen trapped in his balls. Uh, if he if he climaxes, he will unleash the apocalypse. Oh, she's coming so, out. 
So <laughs> it's Kegels or we're all doomed. Why aren't these anime? That's a that's a great question. Maybe you can get AI to animate this particular. Story. Yes, yes, you could. Yes, an anime about a kid who can't nut. That's a seller right there. Dude, I believe that there. I, that, I mean, you never know. You never know. You never know. All right. We got our first appearances of the week know. this week. We got a short list. Uh, Silver Surfer Ghost Light number one. You get the first appearance of Ghost Light, formerly Al Harper, who was introduced and died in Silver Surfer number five. Spec on that one. Heavy. Yeah, yeah boys. Heavy. You filthy animal. So is that Silver Surfer number five of the Silver Age five? Yes, 1969. Okay. <laughs> then we got Archie Valentine's Day special, the first appearance of Cassie Cloud, a pretty girl with an interesting uh, interest in hanging out with the nerdy crowd. A girl that I think hey, we could all get No behind. Archie drama on this show. That's right. Shit about those Pez today. <sighs> Dude, did you watch that documentary about the Pez guy <laughs> on Netflix? No. I was just thinking Pez when I saw the cover of that Archie. There's some Pez at Goodwill. He was flying over to Europe to get all the European Pez's and he was bringing them back and selling them and the American Pez was all pissed off because he was flooding the the you know the Pez community with these different you know European Pez dispensers. Well, this was a president no, for Pez dispensers, so it was a president pe, pe, president Pez dispenser. I put it and back. We have DC Lazarus Planet Legend or Lazarus Planet Legend Reborn. Um, first appearance hmm. of Origin and Origin of Trilogy: The Brother of Raven. Hmm. Oh snap! That's it for all your first appearances this week. It's time for Movie Wars. Fucking Movie Wars. Movie Wars. It's the last one. Movie Wars. Oh there's a bumper. <laughs> I know, right? I always forget there's a, there's, there's a bumper for this. So last week it was uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective versus Wayne's World. And you guys voted, and Ace Ventura won. That's close. Ace Ventura wins. Finish <laughs> <laughs> him. And so this week, um, I'm doing uh, Ace Ventura versus the 40-year-old virgin. Oh, my God. Mm. Mm. 40-year-old virgin. Oh. Yeah, the 40-year-old virgin. Yeah, the 40-year-old virgin. I... Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> It's a funny fucking movie. You know that chick throws it and makes him blow in the bread bowl. dip out of a bread bowl. <laughs> you framed an Asia poster. Oh no! I actually mentioned this show last night, or this movie last night on my show, the speed dating episode. Oh, so from China. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the chick that's yeah. She wants the to chick that just, that was a lesbian who's just trying to get back into riding pole again. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, vagina. Classic man. The next terrible movie, dude. <laughs> so. Seth Rogen's character. You know what I was feeling in that? Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> movie's great. But yes, head on over to the Renovation channel. Click on that community tab and take a and vote 
or movie wars between Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and the 40-year-old virgin. What up, Pet Fries? Tyson says, 40-year-old virgin, TK, Ace Ventura, 40-year-old virgin all day. Yeah, I, I just showed those. I know. Oh, right then. Reiterate. Reiterate. Hey, look. We'll do this. There you go. Good job. <laughs> Really digging this out. Hey, 40 year old all day. <laughs> TK, Ace Ventura, Tyson E, 40 year old bag, half price. Yo. All right. Anyways, oh, Cartoon Wars. Last week we had Space Ghost, Coast to Coast versus The Critic. Personally, I think The Critic was robbed in this one, but you voted 64% in favor of Space Ghost. <laughs> so this week we're doing Space Ghost, Coast to Coast versus oh. Duckman. Duckman. No. <laughs> Duckman! I want to recount <laughs> with the critic. I think Duckman's going to take it this week. That raunchy it, raunchy beavis and butthead as Ren and Stimpy style, style cartoon. Yeah, I, I used I, to know a girl who looks like her, Duckman. Is that part of the reason why you have to lay still? No. Oh. She was a little tiny girl. <laughs> uh... Anyway, so, it's a space I, I, ghost. I say Duckman. <laughs> space Ghost D, uh, DC Comics. Space Ghost bring... Hanna Barbera, I believe. Hanna Barbera. <laughs> I'm yeah, they, looking, look, look by, up some Space Ghost. I think they're owned by WB now. But... TK says Duckman. All right, Duckman! but again, head on over to the community tab on the Redivision channel and vote. And this week's movie wars and cartoon wars. Hopefully, I'll get. I'll remember to get it to Pete before Thursday. I was Ooh, really Duck busy. Duckman already week. going. Tyson says Duckman. <laughs> Duckman. The duck. The duck. The duck. The duck. The duck. Yeah, sweet. No. All right. So. <laughs> and now we got our hot chick of the week. This week, we've got. Bum, bum, bum. Bam. That Garcia. You know she has an OnlyFans now. She does have an OnlyFans now. Super hot oh, weather girl with an OnlyFans. Mm. Oh man. She, she's on my Doppler radar, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that though. Hell oh, yeah. She's been a bad, bad girl. Oh, oh, geez. <laughs> Take it easy, Armin. <laughs> but had something in my throat. Hartman's about to nice release a demon. There were so many good pictures of her. It was very okay. Hard. But hang on, hang on. I do have to say that she's a ten butt. You've you've seen those memes, right? She's a ten butt. Uh, but she got dumped by a gamer because she was interfering. With his, with his gaming tournaments. I can't oh, wow. I would pick up my PlayStation Five and fucking throw it in the garbage. If she was like, pay attention to me. I don't know about you guys. She got but... dumped by a freaking video gamer, dude. A freaking esports moron. You're, you're cramping my style. It's over. Man. We're done. I love video games. <laughs> It's all about the dollars, yo. So, you know, he probably makes way more money playing video games than she does being a weather girl. 
So uh, yeah, hey, she's now on OnlyFans. Don't hate the player. Now, hate yeah, the now that she's got an OnlyFans, she's probably gonna now she's got simps for miles, yeah, simps exactly. for days. Weird. <laughs> I'm just saying. Strictly, strictly boudoir. <laughs> here, here. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is tired, <laughs> tired of fucking, of fucking someone. someone. <laughs> we ass. <laughs> yeah, sweet ass. Sweet ass. Mm. God. God. Just to get that. Oi, puppy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. <sighs> okay. So my what the fuck story of the week, as it just sucks because I was gonna, I, I wanted, I thought my son was gonna be home. I didn't know he was gonna just leave and go spend the weekend at his girlfriend's house but this here is an idaho man has set a new world record for fist bumps frequent guinness world record breaker david rush proved the guinness world record for do the most alternating fist bumps in 30 seconds it says rush shared a video sunday of himself taking on the feet with his neighbor's son joey the pair managed 273 alternating fist bumps in 30 seconds nearly 100 more the Nafisis Isiza Tafiku Anutu and Aribiku Romahan Sabika's previous record of 174. So what I wanted to do was I was going to get my son, sit him down, and we were going to try it because I don't think it's very fucking hard to do it that many times. <laughs> but if, if you pull up the video... You got to have, right? have someone do it with you because doing this, it looks just a little, it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might as well get. You yeah. got to practice with the shake weight, you know. What what Idaho. state was it again? <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. Idaho is the most boring and lame state ever. Uh, let me see. So you were trying, Dude, you I love have. their game faces too. Look at their game faces. They're both like. You want to go outside? No, let's fist bump. Let's beat <laughs> a broke a world let's record fist. right here live on SNS. <laughs> here, I'll Let's share my fist screen. into the Guinness Book of World Records. I don't think we're gonna get a strike for sharing this. Do you think? Are we? Yeah, uh, I would probably do it if I was at them. Let me share my screen real quick. Oh my god! Why so, risk the fist bump that goes in Guinness? Let's see. Let's get past all this dumb shit. Of course, those guys did it. <laughs> Here we go. Watch this. Watch this shit. Keep it on mute. The backpack kid grew up. Go. <laughs> this backpack kid. He's a grown man and a teenager. What's going on here? Dude, he did it again. <laughs> Dude, no. He's new dance. I can't watch this no more. <laughs> What are they talking like this? POV. We almost there. The dude on the white isn't even fist bumping back. He's just taking it. He looks like. Guys, like, yes, we fucking gonna get so late tonight. Save the pussy for the rest of us. How often do you know the fist bumping thing? I know. He's out. Yep, oh, I'm that guy. And nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> These fists are famous. Was... All right. Is it time for the sports report? It's time it for the sports report. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. All right.
right, I'm adding another sport to the list here. Let's click that first link. Oh, you want uh -oh. the first one? Sam is branching out. <laughs> the, the Twitter link on the slideshow? Yeah, I got it. Hold on, I got to just share my screen because Kyle's doing it. All right, check this out. Yo, man. Let's let's let let's make this big. Let's go big. Go big or go home. What the fuck are we watching? You playing golf on the Wii? Hole in one. What is or this? Golf. We're watching. This is me doing Switch Sports Golf. You guys remember Wii Golf? Oh, hey, right? Sam. Yeah. Well, oh, they yeah. they re they re, they revamped it and then put it on the Switch. And I, I probably spend Let me get all this. 12 hours a week <laughs> on this game. We get to play games and show them. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Throw my Street Fighter clip up in there. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Boom. All in Fatality. one. Pretty good job you did there. Fatality. <laughs> you got some nice form there, Sam. What yeah. par? What, what is that a par what? Par three. Par so, three. All right. So I had to club down. And you, you got to drop down a club. They give you a five doing iron. Doing a cheat code? way too much club for this hole. <laughs> you got to club down. A, A, B, B, up, up. I right put right a little backspin on it. You can see so the backspin like, when it starts to roll. Yeah. That yeah. kind of white effect there. That's a backspin. Well, there was a game and like this on Xbox. Or Xbox uh, 360. We should all live stream. Get some Call of Duty going. Dude, dude, this is a this is a really fun. Anybody who liked golf on Wii, this is a really fun revisit of that same kind of uh, game gameplay. I miss golf on the NES with the the Mario guy. Yeah, Mario they have golf. Mario Golf now on Switch too. So yeah, lots of fun. Um, and then the other one, back to dodgeball, baby. Uh, this one we want to get some volume on this one. Uh, is there any right the corner there. video games aren't a sport you guys are all up on some something is isn't it? something there's there's the little volume button the little yeah music. yeah no i just didn't know if there's any music there's not music it. it's just speech and i also have to reshare it so i can share the actual <laughs> audio caught fisting so my buddy Brian is an expert at uh, video. <laughs> so that's Drax from uh, Avengers Infinity War. Standing so incredibly still that I've become invisible to you. <laughs> he just walked up there. He was totally an open target, but the kid didn't see him walk up. The ability of standing so incredibly still that I've become invisible to the other. Watch. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Please check out Triple D Dodgeball on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, we're, we're still we're still preparing for Italy. Uh, if you guys feel like buying a shirt, it really helps a lot. We really appreciate all the support you guys get. Triple D Dodgeball. Buy his shirt. Uh, but even even Buy just it. following on Instagram is a real big help. So we appreciate it, guys. That's it.
Hope you like the show, everybody. Check out all the other stuff on uh, tomorrow's the Star Wars show. Keep on keeping on. So Monday is nothing. Tuesday, got absolute Look for Pete shorts. Absolute geek on Friday nights, along with MCM Mail Call Madness on Friday nights. Thresholds of Reality has had a big boost this week too. We got uh, like a bunch of subscribers this week. Yeah, what are we at now? Uh, Three thirty-five was the last I saw. But we'd appreciate you guys checking out that channel too and giving us a giving us a view, giving us a thumbs up, giving us a. We're subscribe. having the moon landing skeptic come back on. He actually came reach out to us, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that last cards at Cardie West on Instagram. <laughs> So, yeah, we've gotten a whole bunch of people who've been trickling over. We're at 338 now. Wow. When will you be doing a um, breakdown of the, the Zapruder films? Zapruder? Zapruder. Zapruder. Uh, we actually are planning on doing more when we get uh, when we get to kind of sift through the JFK files that Just got released. Yeah, there was a bunch that got released. They didn't. They're really a big nothing burger there. Um, yeah. We're still waiting on four thousand documents to get dropped, and hopefully, when they come out, we will be doing a full breakdown and trying to make it all make sense. Yeah. The Puda. back and to the left, back and to the left. Yep. The Puda. I love that movie. As long as we don't see any uh, weather balloons flying over, we'll be all right. They shot it down today. I know, in the ocean. It's about freaking time. They're going to let some dolphin choke on it. We hate balloons. <laughs> There's so many funny memes right now about that. Help me. Help me. They said it was the wind. Uh, the wind blew it. Hmm. Yeah, no I would like to go on more, Tyson. That would be fun. We just haven't had the time. Tell them I'm the wind blew it. Because I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> That's right. Because he's a People busy guy because he's fucking Stupid busy. I was fucking wasted when I said that. <laughs> so, thanks everybody for coming and hanging out. And hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, <laughs> either you got me confused with somebody else or this is, this is a joke. Uh,